The name's Bond. James Bond. What do you think you're doing? Keeping the British hand up, sir. Grow up, 007. <laughs> this never happened to the other fellow. I'm the man. Every penny of it. So you put your money where your mouth is. Well, that's quite a nice little nothing you're almost wearing. I approve. I'll do anything for a woman with a knife. Shocking, positively shocking. You get your clothes on, I'll buy you a nice train. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to James Bond Podcast 007. Back for another episode. This is episode number, Ben? 113. Episode number 113. We are back for another episode. Uh... This time we are not ranking, we are not recapping, we are not reviewing, uh, we're just chatting. Sometimes you just gotta have a little chat about James Bond. Uh, yeah, Daniel Craig is gone. Uh, rest in peace. There are no more wrists to be slashed. He's all slashed out, he's gone. Which means we need a new James Bond. So today we are deciding whether or not it will be Ben, Noah, or Colin who will be the new James Bond. Um, my vote's on Colin. Um, Too old. But yeah, Daniel Craig is gone. His wrists are fully slashed. Uh, so we're here to talk about the next James Bond, which is quite a rare episode because uh, how often do you get to do this? And we'll get into that, but not very often. Uh, so... We're here to just talk through who we want to be the next James Bond, who we think could be the next James Bond, uh, and who other people think should be the next James Bond, and why Idris Elba will be the next James Bond. Uh, so, yeah, this is a, a unique episode because this is probably the only time we will do this on 007, talking about the next James Bond, and it probably will be announced sooner than later. So we're getting in there early hot off our 50 million no time to die episodes uh but my name is noah and you wouldn't believe it but i am actually the only healthy person who is on this podcast and my name is ben and i would like to return to the role of james bond please from the grave oh <laughs> too soon <laughs> that lazy me you do it uh, I'll be yeah, so, again. Uh, we should talk about the elephant. Well, I was going to say elephant in the room, but I'll say the elephant not in the room. Uh, uh, not normally I'm the one that doesn't show up to these things, but Colin, <laughs> Colin, uh, it's not showing up. Uh, he has kids. Ugh. Um. Yeah. So I mean, I mean. Colin has three wonderful children, but I think sometimes he forgets that he has two other Australian children that he also has to look up and look after, and he's been neglecting his Australian children. So, mm. Daddy, where are you? Yeah, I'm very disappointed in Colin. I've told him constantly, just put the kids in the cupboard, give them a bowl of water, they'll be right. Um, but, oh, no, they've kept me up all you never night. Never and I'm tired. Oh, like, I mean, come on, suck it up, princess. You didn't use a condom. It's your fault that you've got them. So, 
Um, yeah, look, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really have sympathy for him. If he wants uh, sympathy, it's in the dictionary between shit and syphilis. So that's all I can say. And in, and in complete punishment for that, I'm gonna play this. Thank you, Colin. You're welcome. I hope you're listening and enjoying Double Seven. It's a great show. Yeah, no sympathy for you, Colin. Um, but I'm going to say this will be the first episode without Colin, but maybe later on we might hear him chuckling at a few jokes, but we'll see. Uh, <laughs> well, it's not the first one. It wouldn't without be Double but... Seven without a Colin appearance. So maybe, yeah. we'll, maybe we'll hear that. Don't we'll make see. me do much editing tonight, please. No, I'm just not in the mood. <laughs> no, but it's Colin. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Daniel Craig is dead, literally. Well, not Daniel Craig. Oh, now he is. Shit. Noah. <laughs> You'll never die. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> That's when he will die, when you say things like that. Well, because I will never die. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. So how are, you, how are you feeling in this weird... At the moment, this is one of the only months we're ever going to have where we don't have a James Bond. And the last time we had this was maybe 2005. But I'm going to say, as someone who lived through that period and I didn't live through the other periods, I'm going to say we didn't even have this because Pierce Brosnan, God love him, uh, mm-hmm. even after Die Another Day, the atrocity that that was, he was in the video games and he was in the interviews. I'm going to say there wasn't really a, a crossover period of having no bond it was kind of straight from brosnan into craig this is really and and then more to dalton was quite a short gap and lazenby was what like eight months so this is really maybe the only time we've ever had this sort of period of being bondless we're in a bondless world right now and you you mentioned this again again um yeah you're right and i think um, I remember that period with Brosnan because it wasn't really until I think like the end of 2005 because it wasn't Craig announced at the beginning of 2006 that it was officially confirmed that Brosnan was no longer going to be Bond because we I remember know. we were holding on. I remember Googling like so much in like 2004, 2005, like new Bond, new Bond and there, there'd always be the things like, you know, Brosnan's coming back, Brosnan, you know, expected to return, expected to return and then when it was like officially announced it, I feel there wasn't that much of a gap in between when Brosnan was officially confirmed as not coming back to when Craig was announced. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think we've ever had a period where we've officially known that the next Bond, like, because we, we talked about that with Craig. We never really had a farewell Bond movie, did we? I mean, Connery sort of and you only live twice, but Mildred back in 1968 wasn't going like, oh, George, who's going to be the next Bond? Like, I I don't think people, everyone was high in the 60s. They didn't even realise that Connery had left the role. Um, and then I guess in the sort of the long period between Dalton and Brosnan, Dalton, again, was always expected to return until, what, like 94, I think it was, that he was sort of officially confirmed as not coming back. So, yeah, it's it's interesting that we live in this period. And, and even then, the uniqueness of being in a situation where we can even talk about this because we have not been able to talk about who will the next James Bond be for 17 years. That's ridiculous. (laughs) Like we've never had that massively long gap. We've had how many popes since then 
How many Australian prime ministers? How many US presidents? Canadian prime ministers? Ethiopian presidents? Like we've had so many. episodes of Double Awesome. How many countries has Russia invaded in that period of time? Like it's... it's, How many bonds have died? Exactly. The last time that we had a new bond announced, they're all bloody alive. Now two of them are dead. (laughs) Thanks, Daniel Craig. Hanging on. Um, Slash their wrist. But, I mean, it's exciting because it's also... There's no real other movie character that has this around it. Like, the like even if there's going to be a new Superman Shrek. or a new, you know, Shrek, <laughs> sorry, new Shrek, um, of course. <laughs> there's our Shrek reference. Um, <coughs> oh God, I'm choking on the Shrek. I should admit, I've got COVID. Everyone, by the way, Colin's got COVID. Everyone's got COVID except for Noah. Um, oh, I don't have COVID. <laughs> no, it doesn't have COVID. Um, so but- the moral of the story is drink more alcohol. <laughs> yeah, the drunk on this bloody, the single drunk who can't get a date and is racist, fucking doesn't get COVID. Sitting That's back, I feel great. I've never <laughs> felt better. Um, you don't get this for any other movie role, like even a Batman or a Superman, because with Batman and Superman, there's not a guaranteed movie every two years. You go decades without a Batman or a Superman movie and it's eventually it will come. Whereas Bond, you know, is going to be, you know, so it's exciting. And all these names that are on these lists, all the names we're going to mention today, let's just say this right now, there's a 99.9% chance that we're not even going to mention who the next James Bond is today because it's probably going to be random British actor who was in that episode of Downton Abbey, episode three, season four, and appeared in two scenes. You're like, oh, that person. Um, literally my story behind knowing when Daniel Craig got announced. Oh, the guy from Tomb Raider. Like, literally that's all I knew him from. So, um, yeah. But this is going to be a fun episode because this has been one of these episodes we've talked about doing for a very long time. I can't believe we've gone this far without even mentioning Idris Elba because, um, he is, obviously this is the inaugural welcoming in Idris Elba episode, um, We've talked about him being the next Bond for so long, uh, but we'll get into that. Um, But, yeah, it it is an exciting time, and I I feel like uh, this is where we need Colin because all these youngins on this podcast are, but not even Colin, like, we need somebody on because I'm interested whether or not the more Dalton period. I'm not, I'm not a James Bond historian, so I don't know if then that period there was this sort of thing as well. Uh, but all the other periods, as you mentioned, didn't really have that crossover. So maybe the more Dalton was the only time. I'm not sure when exactly they introduced Dalton. Well, even um, but, but then you got to remember, though, that you had that the Brosnan situation between 85 and 87 where Brosnan was basically announced before... Obviously, he then got rescinded, and then Dalton came in. So you kind of mm. had that weird oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Skew if period yeah. there where you had a new bond that wasn't a new bond. So like we're gonna get Idris Elba announced like this week, mm. and, and he's gonna get fired. He'll get me tooed or something, and then all of a sudden, like <laughs> Idris Elba won't get me tooed. That man's never done anything wrong in his life. He's a gentleman. They're gonna um, say, oh, we were gonna cancel Luther, but we're actually yeah. bringing it back for another yeah. season. <laughs> he's he's playing Nelson Mandela again. We really want him again. Um. But yeah, um, sorry to interrupt, but like, I, I, it would have been interesting with Colin because I know Colin's told the story on here a few times about he remembers when Brosnan got announced, um, and I was like seven, and I don't even think I knew what James Bond was when that happened. So I was alive, but uh, I don't remember it. So it was a sperm. <laughs> just how I like you. Um, 
But no, I mean, we do. We teased Colin because why not? Easy target. But uh, yeah, well, I wasn't going to say that, but um, he does have short hair. You're not into that. <laughs> well, he's got a penis. Um, so, I mean, it's okay to have short hair if you've got a penis. Oh, no. Moving on. <laughs> and that's um, a big fact. Oh, God. <laughs> Here we go. Um, <laughs> West Collins. No, but I actually kind of wish he was on this episode, not because he's old, but I actually don't really know Collins' opinion on, like, the next Bond or things like a Black Bond or anything like that. So it would have well, been actually, interesting to have him because I actually have no idea how he thinks about the next just, Bond. I, I have an idea of how he thinks now, just quickly. I mean, uh, do, do you actually want to know what he thinks about Tiffany Case? Tiffany Case is probably one of the strongest Bond girls. See? <laughs> what he thinks about Tiffany <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just, just randomly? I mean, you, you never know. <laughs> you, just, you might want to think. Well, of, actually, also, Colin, what do you think about Die Another Day? Die Another Day is fun. Oh, okay. All right. It's cool. Good to know. Oh God, no, I don't agree with that. <laughs> I, I mean, Ben, you know I love that Tiffany Case sound clip, but I have to, I have to give criticism for your your segues are getting lazy. True. I, I will. What were we that. talking about? Idris Elba. <laughs> hang on, hang on. That's a Ben fact. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at least he's self-aware yeah uh, <laughs> too much sometimes <laughs> uh, i mean i i'm always up for some tiffany case love but i'm pretty sure we were just talking about idris elba or something <laughs> often confused uh, <laughs> tiffany case idris elba often looked at them and i go same person you know you don't see jill st john on the list for the next bonds but she's better than half of the people who show up on these lists so i'd Rather take jill st john than... as a bond well, uh, Gillian Anderson, you know, her or Jill. I mean, tough mm. choice. David Schwimmer. <laughs> David Schwimmer is James Bond. I mean, oh, no, not David arguably, Schwimmer. Who was it? Matthew Perry. But, I mean, arguably, if you were to look at the three male friends leads, David Schwimmer probably yeah, the best be of the three. <laughs> yeah, but he's the one that doesn't get mentioned as the other Ross, one. Ross, a young Ross, looks probably more Bondian than a young Joey or a young Chandler. So, let's be honest, probably the best <laughs> one. <laughs> Hashtag justice for David Schwimmer. <laughs> David um, Schwimmer for Bond. There you go. Yeah, seriously, imagine, uh, like, literally imagine if they all of a sudden tomorrow you wake up to the breaking news, the new James Bond is David Schwimmer. <laughs> Bond, James Bond. And then he goes on to be, like, the best James Bond ever. Like, everyone mocks it. They're like, oh, my God, this is terrible. Schwimmernotbond.com. <laughs> the next layer of me. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's like, he wins an Oscar. Like Bond twenty six, Flittermouse comes out. Wow, David <laughs> Schwimmer is Bond. I cried like I couldn't believe it. <laughs> this never happened to the other friend. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, I think David Schwimmer is a a bomb. Why not? Um, but I mean, we've got a few little things we can get through with this episode. But I, I think uh, if, if you've done your homework, uh, the idea is that we would. Before we get into it, give our sort of opinions on who we would like to see as Bond. Um, as, uh, as Ben uh, slowly dies yes. on his yes. no, problem, uh, 
you know, for, the, for all those times, I got teased by you two old folkies for being an alcoholic, and I feel absolutely great right now. Come here and uh, kiss me, you beautiful young sausage, and I'll but, give you some COVID. But you you at least showed up, so one, one of <laughs> you is feeling better than the other. So, um, I'm just say, since I've gotten COVID, I've probably recorded more than I ever did before I got fucking COVID. So I'm just saying, I symptom. with COVID, I'm fine. That, that's on the all the pamphlets. That's a symptom. Yeah. <laughs> more podcasting. No taste, coughing, and more podcasting. More. Roger Moore podcasting. <laughs> I mean, you already had no taste before COVID, but that's True. a different thing. Well played. Um, please die another day. What, um, what, do you, what, do you mean, what do you want me to play? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> it was worth it for the joke. I'm willing <laughs> to take it for the joke. Um, and that's a no effect. Uh, but the idea is uh, we would come on and maybe we would pitch uh, who we would like to see as Bond, which is why I I do kind of feel sorry that Colin is not here because I would be interested at who he would have pitched as a Bond. But but I have done my homework and I've come up with two names um, that I think I would like to see as Bonds. Uh, One as a kind of obvious pick as a Bond and one as a bit of a sort of dark horse. Uh, I don't know if you, did you come up with any names, Ben, that you? I, I've i got my two, which look, I, okay. one of them's not a, a like a dark horse or anything. Like he's one of the favourites. And the other is somebody who I think is also probably a favourite, but I, I don't know much about the guy. I've seen him in one thing. Um, but the one thing I saw him in, I straight away was like, fuck, he'd be a good James Bond. So they're the two that I've come up with. But I've I've got, like, lists in front of me. I'm sure you have two of certain names that are out there um, that I am glad to talk about. But I've got my two preferences, yes. Well, how, how do you want to do this? Should we give one and one and one and one? Or I think so. I think just give, give our one give- and one and then we can maybe go over some of the favourites and just give thoughts on on them well well let's uh maybe start with our sort of our second tier our lesser one and then we'll go into our our sort of main bigger one uh do you want to go first or do you want me to go um you can go first noah i i feel that you should because you are a man that is the nicest thing you've ever said to me um i'm acknowledging your gender yeah, well, when I started the show, I was a boy, so now I'm a man. <laughs> oh, um, now I'm a real man. <laughs> Is that another Shrek reference? Oh, Shrek. Can we, can we just, like, I want one time, like, just get drunk and just do a podcast on Shrek. Oh, yes, please. You, me, Colin. <laughs> Commentary on Shrek. Colin's first time getting drunk. But you know what's going to suck? Is that... In like a week's time, I'm gonna to have to do this like in the morning when you're doing it. So I'm gonna to have to get drunk in the morning, or you're gonna to have to get up in the morning oh, and get drunk. Better. <laughs> even better. Uh, so my my sort of lower, not lower tier, but sort of a dark horse, um, as like someone I probably won't see being Bond for a couple of reasons. Uh, but I want to put up. Uh, a guy called Luke Evans. I don't know if you know Luke Evans. Is he Australian? No, he is Welsh. So uh, following the lines of our old body. Uh, and he 
he is like kind of fits the sort of he looks the part. Uh, he's very he's buff. Uh, yeah, got a nice rig. He's yeah, he's got a nice rig. He's got the black hair. He's uh, British. He's gay. Or, well, this is why I'm saying it may be a bit of a dark horse because. I mean, we live in 2022. It's a very progressive society in the West. Uh, I don't know if people would accept a gay Bond. And he's not gay as in James Bond would be gay. He would be a straight Bond. But even though we are a progressive sort of society, I could see people having issues with that, which is dumb because straight people play gay characters all the time. And there's no reason why a gay person couldn't play a straight character. But as Bond, who is such a sort of almost toxically straight character, I do you think that people would have issues with a gay man playing Bond? Look, if we if we are going to be discussing the potential for a black Bond, I think that it, nothing's taboo. Let's just say that. I think that – I don't know how this is going to sound, but I think you would get away more with a gay man – playing Bond than Roger Moore. Because, like, at the end of the day, if you don't look up this guy or you don't know who he is, it's, it's not like he has the word gay tattooed on his forehead. Like, I mean, he's a Oh, he's no, a he, white. Does. He, just, well, he does. He just yeah. wipes it out for the, the roles that he plays. He's a white man and he's going to go in there and you're just going to watch him go, cool, James Bond. And, like, this is not trying to sound racist or disrespectful, whereas, like, if Idris Elba walks on the screen straight away, you're like, that guy looks a little bit different than the other six guys that play James Bond. So I think that I see what you're saying and it would definitely be brought up in the media. Of course it would be. But, I mean, you know, um, what's-his-face Q, Ben Wishaw has always been, everyone knows he's gay and now they made the character gay. Uh, I mean, I look at someone like Neil Patrick Harris. I mean, I watched How I Met Your Mother for how long and I actually never realised Neil Patrick Harris was gay for the majority of the time. And then when I found his gay, I'm like, oh, he's gay. Cool, didn't change a thing. Uh, so yeah, I mean, look, personally, me, I mean, it wouldn't bother me, but it, it would bother some people, I think, but I don't, I personally don't think it would be as big a deal as if there is a black bond. It shouldn't be a problem because be. if a straight character can play a gay character, then a gay exactly. character can play a straight character. hundred percent. Um, and looking at that guy, I buy him getting all the women more than I buy any of you, me or Colin getting women. So, um, yeah. Uh, but I mean, I, and I'm not here to shit on Bond fans, but a large majority of Bond fans are, let's face it, white middle-aged men. So that is probably the biggest demographic of Bond. And obviously that's changed a lot with the Craig films, but yeah, I just wonder if it would be an issue or not, uh, which is why he's my, my dark horse. Uh, yeah, he I don't know. He looks apart. I, I don't, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know who he is. I'm looking at his filmography um, I've seen Beauty and the Beast. Um, he looks like he's been in some of the Fast and the Furious movies. Um, cool. Um, well, I mean, I know him from the the Hobbits. I've never seen a Fast and Furious movie after like the first one. I saw the uh, second but I know one. him from the Hobbit. Yeah, I I literally uh, would have only seen him in Beauty and the Beast. I've not seen anything else here. Um, he, he definitely looks apart. The only thing that I would say maybe works against him more than his sexuality is he's 42. So, I mean... Well, that's, I said there was two reasons. Uh, him being gay could be an issue. 
The other one is by the time the first film of his comes out, he would probably be 44, 45, yeah. maybe just too old for it. You don't get he's a great actor. He's very likable and he looks the part. He, I could see him doing action. He can definitely do comedy. So I, I think Luke Evans would be a good Bond, uh, but there are those sort of things where maybe it wouldn't work, even though I think it would be fine. Yeah, like I, I think agree with you. Maybe like, you know, I think for the most part, a lot of the 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 ticks against people. I mean, literally, let's get it out of the way with Idris Elba. The, the main thing against Idris Elba is his age. He's like forty nine. Um, so I think that from what it seems to be is that Barbara and Michael want someone who can be in the role for a little bit of time. But like, if they all of a sudden decide to go, no, let's like do one or two films just with an older Bond who you know kind of keeps it on with something like that. Like that would be interesting. Like. You know, they kind of explored it a bit with Craig, but, like, full-on do something a little bit more with that. Like, in, you know, the the book about the lost Timothy Dalton films, one of them was really about him sort of, like, being a bit over the hill and a lot more than they did in the Craig films. So they could do that, and you could get one or two out of Luke Evans or even if they did go with, like, Idris Elba or something like that. So um, Tom Hardy, I mean, you know, they'd go for one of these sort of older people. But, um, yeah, no, this well, guy, he looks the part. Yeah, <laughs> Margaret, Sean Connery, bring him back from the dead. <laughs> you know, why not? Um, I'm going to say, give Lazenby a shot. Just give him a chance. How would you feel if they brought back, like, Lazenby, Dalton, or Brosnan as, like, a villain? Like, how would you feel? I don't know how I'd feel about that. Uh, part of me would love it, but uh, it's a bit too on the nose. Uh, but of the three, I do think Dalton would actually be the kind of best... Oh. Dalton is a great villain. villain. He would be fantastic. Because yeah. he's yeah. got that, <laughs> I'm a wizard. I am going buddy. to take over the world. <laughs> old buddy, I must have scared the living daylight out of you, Bond. Uh, but um, it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, this is where I think it was you that I said this to on maybe a lost episode uh, that this was before No Time to Die came out that – I genuinely would have been fine, and they can't do this after No Time to Die. I would have been so up for a one-off film for Bond 26. Brosnan is bought, brought back. He's playing an aging Bond who comes out of retirement for a one-off mission. He doesn't die. At the end, he comes out of retirement for some reason or other. At the end of it, he goes back to retirement. But it's a one-off, like, let's explore an aged, retired Bond and how that would look. He's still very fit. He still looks great. You could bring back Judy uh, or you could just have Ray Fiennes as just like a doesn't matter. Or you, you can bring Judy. back. Uh, <laughs> In a week. <laughs> he could do it. Let's face it. Uh, you bring back John Cleese if you want. Bring back Samantha Bond or none of them. Just have different actors, whatever. But as a one-off film for Bond 26, bring back a retired Bond who comes in for one final mission. Let's let's say never say never again, done right. So never they, say never again, again. Well, uh, they could do it. I was like, so up for that. They can't do that following No Time to Die. But but like like my sort of theory and what I've said about what how they'll continue the franchise is, you know, the the um the Craig era is its own era, and we just pick up from where Die Another Day left off. So that is where they could do it, you know, uh, and then yeah, but say that's straight what after having the one where Bond dies and then you're having the one where Bond's retired. 
doesn't really work. True, but yeah, I don't know. But um, I mean, I, I'd be, I'd be down for that. I'm, I'm not even joking about that. I, as a one-off, I would love that so much. It would be cool. Like, I like that idea when they were initially talking about having, like, what, Quentin Tarantino uh, doing a black and white Casino Royale with Pierce Brosnan. I mean, I think that would have been pretty kind of cool to see. Like, that would have been interesting. Still could do it. Yeah. Um, Who's your sort of second tier, lesser sort of candidate you'd put up? It's it's funny when my second tier is the one who I realistically think out of the two of mine would get Bond because he is up there as somebody who he's getting discussed more and more. I'm looking at this odds list and he's third on this odds list that I'm looking at right now. Um, and that's Richard Madden. I, again, I, I, I no idea who this guy is until I saw the Eternals. And like, literally as soon as I saw him, I'm like, this guy looks like James Bond. Like he, when actually- you first uh, mentioned him to me, you called him Robbie McFadden. Yeah, and I've <laughs> never forgotten that. <laughs> I'll probably call him like Jim McDougal's or something like that by the end of this. But um, he just like, he's just got such, a look about him where I'm just like, holy fuck balls, this guy looks like he could be James Bond. He wasn't overly charismatic and brilliant in The Eternals, but, I mean, nobody was. Um, but I think from what I've read and, and heard from his other roles that, like, this is where a lot of people have put him up as a potential James Bond because he's very charismatic. He's got the look about him. Um, he's got the physicalities about him and he can be very charming. Um, and he's Scottish, going back to the, the Connery roots there as well. Uh, he's only 35 at the moment, so, uh, you know, you could get a few films out of him. And a lot of people often talk about some of these actors and, like, oh, can they handle being in, like, multi-franchises and things like that? And, I mean, Craig tried to do that bloody Golden Compass franchise that failed. Um, How did that go, Craig? He was doing the man with the pearl ear or whatever, that the dragon tattoo or whatever it was. Yeah, he did that go? <laughs> I mean, he was trying at least. Him? Brosnan tried to get the Thomas Crown Affair um, franchise going. Dalton had Toy Story like 30 years later, but whatever. Um, But yeah, like I just, I think he just looks so much like him. And I just think it just, if I was to just look at a stock image of white guy as James Bond, I would look at a picture of someone like Richard Madden and go, yeah, he looks like him. So I like, I think realistically he will get it more so than who's my number one choice is. But um. Yeah, I think he would be good from what I've seen. And also, I think when you look and, you know, we often will say that they're not really going to go with an A-lister. You know, Tom Hardy is not going to be James Bond. Um, You know, Tom Hiddleston, people like that are generally not going to be because they generally never go for the big A-listers. And I would say Richard Madden, not really a big A-lister. Um, but maybe he's a bit more well-known than, you know, Luke Evans and some of these other people, which is realistically who they're going to go for someone like that because obviously Richard Madden's being in a Marvel film now. So anyway, I, I don't know if you know much about him, if you've seen him in anything at all, but uh, yeah, I, I think he's pretty good. I only know him from Game of Thrones, which, I mean, no one from Game of Thrones is a really good to go off from who will be Bond because it's just so different to what Bond yeah, is. Um I mean, I I am genuinely up for Peter Dinklage to play a villain. Um, yeah, I actually would be because, too. Because he played uh, the villain in one of the X-Men's and they they never mentioned him being small or it's not a thing. He's just a villain and he did a great job at that. Um, so I, w- I think I'm up for him playing a, a Bond villain, actually. I, I would be definitely um, down for that. I love Peter Dinklage. He's great. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, I haven't seen a lot of his stuff, but I, yeah, outside of Game of Thrones, but he definitely looks the part. And the thing that really wins it for him is the age. He's 35 Mm. now, so he'd be around 37, 38. Uh, Give him 15 years, he's about Daniel Craig's age by the time he ends. So that's kind of perfect. Um, But yeah, I mean, he does tick a lot of the boxes of not being a super A lister, having the right age. Uh, being British, looking the part, uh, being charismatic. Uh, even when you like Google image him, even if you don't type Bond after his name, you get pictures of him in suits and looking yeah. all dapper and uh, and he looks like he could handle it phys- physically as well. Um, so, I mean, honestly, I think of all the names we'll bring up today, he's probably one that's probably going to be the more likely one. Yeah, uh, and I, th- I said he's, like, third on the list of this candidates I'm looking at. Um, and, like, literally, like, all the talk around the Eternals premiere was, like, all these journalists were asking about, and he would just walk off. So, like, people were saying, you know, that. But actually, I, I, li- I, I lied. Uh, I've seen him in two other things. Uh, he was in uh, the 1917, the um, the Sam Mendes film, uh, which if you haven't seen. Brilliant film. I've seen that, but I don't remember Robbie McFadden. I think he was only a <laughs> good old Robbie McFadden. Um, he's, I think it was well, he only was, a very small. He was role. in Rocket Man too. I was but about I don't to say that. He was also, yeah, I, I, I've only seen Rocket Man once, but him, yeah, because he was John Reed Elton John's manager, right? So he was pretty prominent in that. I vaguely remember who that is, but I don't. Maybe this is not a good uh, sign for Richard Madden. The fact that we've actually seen him in a lot of things that <laughs> yeah. we don't really but, remember. But, like, but it's, I, yeah, you're right. But like, I, but it, the one that I remember him from, like again, literally, I watched it not knowing who he was, not knowing that he was literally in the talks for James Bond. And I straight away was like, "Fuck, this guy looks like." And I've like, I know Collins talked a lot about that before. Like, I like he talked that about Craig. Like, I saw Craig in Layer Cake and these sort of things, and I thought he'd be a good Bond. I don't know about you, but I've never really watched a movie or a TV show before and gone, "Oh, that'd make a good James Bond." Whereas with him, straight away, I'm like, he would make a good James Bond. The only one I can think of is Mike Myers in Shrek. Oh yes. <laughs> so I was more John Lithgow as Lord Farquaad. I thought he would be quite good. He would be a good Bond villain again. How did they good get Bond away villain. with calling that character Lord Farquaad? <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> that is quite Bondian, to be fair. That's hilarious that they got away with that. Um, John Lee's think- as a Bond villain. Um, yeah. Do you think that um, what's-his-face, um, was it what, Chris Farrelly, rest in peace, Chris Farrelly would have been a better Shrek than, um, than Mike Myers as intended, or are you um, glad that Mike Myers got it? You, yeah, I mean, the voice is so iconic, but I know Chris Farley is fine. Farley, but, sorry, yes. Uh, this, this has just turned into Double Oz Shrek. <laughs> Shrek this is like a critically, critical analysis of Shrek. You know, the, other, the other night I was sitting around and going, like, oh, I want to watch something. And I, I really wanted to watch Shrek and I didn't watch it. <laughs> I watched uh, Afterlife instead and they called a character, there's a, like a fat guy in it, which uh, Ricky Gervais kept calling him Shrek. So, hey, I sort of watched Shrek. At least you didn't watch Shrek 4. When I'm on the plane um, in a couple of days, if Shrek is on the uh, entertainment system, I will watch Shrek. It's just it's in every film. Like you can watch it in every situation: happy, sad, on a plane, on a boat, on a <laughs> hovercraft, apartment, anything. Oh, hover, hovercraft, jet ski, anything. Um, he was also in the Bodyguard, which I've not seen, but I know what it is, and it is sort of like a Bondy sort of like a. Uh, 
sort of action-y spy type thing. So that's probably the best one to watch if you want to see whether or not Robbie McFadden would be a good Bond. Won a Golden Globe for it. Mm. So, yeah, um, I, honestly, of all the names we bring up, probably would be one of the more likely ones. Yeah, it's weird why I'm putting as my dark horse when, uh, yeah, realistically out of the two that I've put up, I see, like, I I really want my number one choice to get it, but I think my number one's probably a bit too A-list to get the name. But, um, yeah, so. Brad Pitt. (laughs) (laughs) David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer. (laughs) Jim Carrey. (laughs) Wouldn't that have been great if I brought up David Schwimmer at the top of the episode and you're, like, scribbling out, like, your list (laughs) That you actually had David Schwimmer. Um, so I'll go into my... So Luke Evans like is one that I would be fine with him being announced as Bond and that would be like, oh, yeah, that's cool, Luke Evans. But it's not someone I necessarily want to be Bond. It's just I would be fine with them. Uh, this next one, I genuinely want him to be the next Bond because I think he would do a great job. Uh and he's actually from the same uh, franchise as Luke Evans. Uh, coincidentally, not uh, out of me just being very selective, but um, my main choice is who I actually do want to see as Bond is a guy called Aiden Turner. I don't know name. if you know him. I've heard the name. He's Irish, so he's not British, uh, but close enough. Um he was also in The Hobbits. Uh, he played a dwarf who had a crush on Evangeline Lilly's character. Standard. Elf character. So that's a tie in to our other stuff. Um, but he was also in the show called Being Human, where he played a human, a werewolf. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> Shut up, Ben. <laughs> and then he, he's also been in uh, an adaptation of. And then there were none, which I've not seen, but I watched clips on YouTube. Uh, to me, he would just be such a great bomb because he nails every sort of aspect that I don't think Craig really nailed because he's so damn charming. You watch interviews with this guy and like you just want to be his friend. He's so charming, uh, very handsome, looks great in a suit. He's got the dark hair. I think it would be a return to a sophisticated Bond that we lost with Daniel Craig. He's got that more sort of charm to him and he's a bit thinner, but he's still like buff. Uh-oh. He can do the action, uh, but he's not like a brute like Daniel Craig. He looks a bit more like a Dalton. When I think of uh, Aiden Turner, I really think of Dalton. Like, I think those two are so similar. Uh and you watch clips of And Then There Were None on YouTube and you get Dalton vibes from him. So he can do the serious stuff, but if you watch The Hobbit, you can see he also does comedy really well. I think he could do the one-liners. He's sophisticated. He's charming. Looks good in a suit. Uh, normally has a like a bit of a stubble or beard, so shave his face. Uh, a return to a hairy bond, so a bit of a Pierce Brosnan, uh, Sean Connery callback. Not like this uh, bare-chested Daniel Craig, so no we'll get a bit of hair on the chest, which is what we need for Bond. Uh, and the age, he's just about there. He's late 30s, so it's a bit on the mark, but I think that would be fine for 10 to 12, 13 years of Bond. Uh, he is known, like he's a known actor. He was in some big franchises, but he's 
not like an A-lister. So it it's, oh, yeah, that guy. But it's not, oh, my God, it's Brad Pitt. Uh, and, yeah, he's just a great actor. I've known him for maybe 10, 15 years, uh, and he's always been a great actor and always someone that's been on my radar that I genuinely actually want him to be the next Bond. Uh if he's not, I won't necessarily be upset, but I think there's a lot of missed potential. I think he could do some really great stuff of being a new style Bond while also incorporating elements of all the other six Bonds. I, I, I The name is like when you said Luke Evans, like I, I thought he was Australian. I'm getting confused with someone else. But like you said, as soon as you said his name, like I've heard that name, but then I look at his filmography and have literally not seen a thing, not even remotely close I saw the Tudors. This is I why thought, I wanted Colin, because I know that yeah. Colin would have known this guy. <laughs> um, but I was thinking, like, oh, is he that main guy in the Tudors? But no, he was in one episode of the Tudors, so no. Um, but, I mean, he looks the part. He, I don't, like, I don't know if he looks, he's, he's not like a, a Richie McFadden, uh, where basically you look and you see the, you just, boom, you think James Bond straight away. I don't know if I'd necessarily look at this guy and go, oh, yeah, James Bond. But, like, he looks somebody who would be charming. And I think that when you talk about like the personality side of things, and I think that that if I had one hope for the next James Bond, I want the charm back. I want the personable, sophistication. the sophistication, the, the charm, the wit, you know, like yeah. again, no disrespect to Craig, but I mean, that guy takes his shirt off. Women want to fuck him. Like there's got to be a bit more than just looking hot. Like you, you got to look hot, but at the same time, you got to have a bit of personality and charm about you to, you know, Brosnan was charming. Like, say what you will, Colin, but Dalton was charming. Like, I mean, God, do I even need to say the words? Roger Moore was charming. Come on. Look up charming in the dictionary. There's a picture of, hello, I'm in the dictionary. Um, So, yeah, this guy looks it and he's shirtless here, looking good. Good rig, you know, bit of hair. That's what I like. There's a picture of him you kissing another man. You need a bit of man. hair on, a, on your chest for a Bond. Come on. Yeah, tell, bond. Me, tell me you're not getting a... Uh... Dalton vibes too. Um, you know, you and- know, a bit, but like the, the thing is with the photos of him that I'm seeing here, he seems to have many different looks. Like he looks like a bit of a chameleon in the fact that like each photo looks differently. Like there's a photo here, which I look at and he looks like a bit like Jason Momoa-y, but then another picture, he looks but- a bit Sasha Baron Cohen-y. Like he like, huh. and then he just looks like random guy. Like he's got like I've all been, these different... Uh- in Google Images, type in Aiden Turner Bond after, and you'll get some uh, very Bondian esque pictures. Oh, yeah. Picture. Okay. Mm. I see that. He looks like Jimmy uh, Fallon in that picture. Uh, no, I see it now, like in the tux. Absolutely. Yeah. He, yeah Ian Summerholder. He, he, he looks, he looks good like in a tux. Boon! Ian Summerholder for Bond. <laughs> um, actually, he kind of would pull it off. I don't I don't want an American Bond, but I mean, come on. He's got a bit of a look about him, Ian Summerholder. Yeah, in a fedora. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I see it now, like more so in the tux, absolutely. But um, I mean, this is this is the thing though that again, I I firmly believe whoever the next bomb will be, and like this isn't just me trying to be like, oh, this is a Ben thing. I just I honestly think I'm not going to know who the next bomb. Like, as in, if you say Aiden Turner, I would literally be like, oh, I have no idea who that guy is, but he looks the part. Like, it's kind of one of these things where I feel it's going to be so like again, we're not even going to mention his name on the show today. Uh, but I kind of like that in a way because, mm-hmm. y- you know, you can go into it not and have that time, watch some of his films and get into it. Whereas, like, if all of a sudden Tom Hardy gets cast, you're going to be like, well, okay. You know, um, there's going to be more well, criticism on someone like that. 
I, I was going to bring this up later, but I guess this is the natural time to bring that up. Um, I agree with you. And this is what I tell all my coworkers and all my friends is you don't know who the next Bond is going to be. It's not going to be Tom Hardy. But I also wonder if, because we're saying that as Bond history of more, yes, he was known, but he was from TV and TV is, was very different in the seventies as to what it is in two thousands. Uh, like a TV star is not like they are today. TV stars are huge nowadays. Uh, Dalton from his stage plays, George plays me from a freaking ad. Uh, Brosnan, yeah, he was a TV star, but again, as I said, it's not like being a Brian Cranston in Breaking Bad nowadays. A TV star in the 80s was a different thing. Yeah. And Daniel Craig from a few films, Layer Cake, Tomb Raider, not really a huge. Uh, so, yeah, history, if it repeats itself, would tell us it's going to be someone we don't know. But the one thing I did want to bring up on this episode is I wonder if that's changed because I wonder now has Daniel Craig set such a huge precedent that there's going to be this worry or this kind of, uh, this kind of uh, feel of uh, necessity that they need a bigger star to carry on this franchise. Normally I would say Bond carries itself, but he's been in the role for 16, 17 years and he, he was Bond to yeah. a whole generation. And even the generation that lived through Roger Moore, he's become their Bond. That I wonder, and I hope it's not true, but I wonder, has that kind of thing changed? And that now they're scrambling and they actually will maybe cast a, maybe not A-lister, but like a, a big star to carry on Daniel Craig's legacy. Because it, I do feel like it's different to following on from a Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, I see what you're saying and I don't disagree because then I look at something like Batman when we had Ben Affleck being cast and even Robin Pattinson, you would argue, is is an A-lister. And I know Batman's different. Like, it's not like we didn't get, like, George Clooney as Batman in the 90s and that. But, I mean, like, you know, Michael Keaton was talked down and then, and like, I mean, Val Kilmer was, I guess, at his peak. But, like, I don't know. I feel like you still didn't go completely that way. So, I, I don't think... It is an impossibility um, because, I mean, honestly, shows like ours and all the experts are always saying, oh, it's never an A-lister, it's never an A-lister. Well, maybe that's where Barbara and Michael will be like, well, fuck it, let's put an A-lister and see what happens. Um, but my only thing against that is the fact that, I mean, the only reason why Craig is a household name and the, the extent that he is is because he became James Bond. Like, if he never got cast as James Bond... Daniel Craig's not being discussed about like how he is, if you know what I mean. Like, um, you know, think about yeah, something. but he's following on from Die Another Day, not following on from Casino yeah. Royale to No Time to Die. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I, I feel the thing I'll say too about an A-lister being cast is it's also why does an A-lister want to play Bond? If an A-lister is an A-lister, they've already had their career made, and do they then want to be typecast mm. as somebody else? Whereas like. To me, it's also more of a role where you're going to get one of these people where, yeah, they're known in some circles, but this is what makes their career. Because that's the thing that will forever live with whoever plays James Bond is they're always James Bond. And you've got the two types of actors that we've got. You've got your Brosnans, your Moors, and your Lazenbys who will always talk about the fact that they are James Bond and will have no harm of talking about it. Or you've got your Connerys, your Daltons, and your Craigs who kind of, I was never James Bond, what are you talking about? 
Um, so I think that it would be nice to have a James Bond who is going to talk about it and like the role and happily live oh, with this. Yeah. And that's that's another reason why I think, yeah, like, I mean, what does Tom Hardy, you know, have to achieve by being James Bond? He's already known for so many things and it's, I don't even, true money, but like money. does Tom, does Tom money. Hardy need money? Like, I mean, come on. Well, do any of the A-listers need money, but they still do bullshit. I, I just want to say this right now about Tom Hardy. I, I, Tom Hardy's one of these actors who, again, he is different in everything. Like, like if you watch him in The Dark Knight Rises and then watch him in um, Dunkirk and then watch him in Venom, he's completely different in each of the movies. Like, you don't realise that's the same guy. And I think that's what, what makes Tom Hardy so good. Um, I recently just watched both the Venom movies. I like thorough- you, you don't or? No, and that's a very unpopular opinion. But you don't, don't like think Venom so or you don't like that. Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy, I think he's, of all the A-listers, he's the most just bleh, but he's so I, popular. That's well, a very I, unpopular opinion. Well, the thing I was going to say about Venom is that he's, like, that was the most personable I've ever seen. Like, he's great in the Venom movies, but he plays, like, New Yorker, so he's got, like, the real, like, you know, you can't tell he's British. I, I, I personally don't see Tom Hardy as James Bond. I just don't see it. I like Tom Hardy. I just don't see it. I like Tom Hiddleston. Don't see him as James Bond. I just can't be. I love Benedict Cumberbatch. Don't see him as James Bond. Um, you know, just because you like someone doesn't mean that they're going to be a good fit for James Bond. I think there's a lot more to James Bond than just like, oh, they're a bit more like Tom Hiddleston, charming man, but he just doesn't look like James Bond. He's too skinny and scrawny to be James Bond. Well, as I said, I genuinely do actually want Aiden Turner to be James. That's not a like, oh, I had to pick someone. I think he would be perfect for the role and would bring something new and old to the role. Uh, but who? Let's before we get into these other people, give us your uh, your number one or your bigger pick of who you think or should be Bond or who you want to be Bond. Blah blah blah. Um. Yeah, I I think mine is I've I've I think mine's an obvious choice really because I've talked him up so many times and again I don't believe he will be because David going into the A- <laughs> David Schwimmer the A-list category but if I had my one preference I think he would be brilliant at the role I think he ticks all the boxes. Oh, I know Henry, who, I, Henry Cavill. I I honestly think I I am team Henry Cavill for Bond. I just think he looks the part. He's charming. He's physical. He can be funny. Like I just, I just think Henry Cavill would fit so well. He was great in Mission Impossible. He was a villain, obviously, in that. But he was really, really good. Superman. I mean, he's brilliant as Superman. Um, I've not watched The Witcher, um, so I don't know anything about that. Uh, I've not seen Man from Uncle. Actually, no, I saw like five minutes of Man from Uncle. Man from Uncle. He basically played Bond. I, and I think I was watching a video today where basically he's about to play another spy in some trilogy coming up or something like that. So I, I, I just the, – the only thing that I think has got going for Henry Cavill's chances is I feel it's a bit on the story side of things. It's a bit like Brosnan in the fact that he narrowly missed out and that they have a habit of bringing back ones that they narrowly – I mean, they did that with, um, with Dalton – they they did that with Roger Moore because he nearly got like all the Bonds basically were nearly cast at one point or another all the way through, right? So I think that is where it could work in his favor. But again, going back to my point about like, can you play multi-franchises like Superman and James Bond? I mean, God, if he does that, fucking Jamie is leaving Colin tomorrow. Like, holy fucking crap. I mean, this is the perfect man right there. If he's Superman and James Bond, 
Colin would leave Jamie for him as well. I would. I'm not even with them, but uh, that's a man right there. But um, I would I just, too. I just, there's just something about him that just, just fits it so well. And he, like he's what, 39 now, I think. So, I mean, he's, he's the age is maybe catching up on him a little bit. 38. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I would like to see him. I would like, even if he only did two, um, you know, give him a chance, but I, I just don't know if that A-lister thing is going to work too much against him. But, um, yeah, I, I'm team Henry Cavill. If I had my number one choice, absolutely Henry, Ca- Henry Cavill for me. I just think he just he just would fit every box for James Bond. Yeah, I don't disagree with anything you said. Like, he is sort of the perfect James Bond. But I, I kind of... So... Yeah, like I, it's not as if I don't think he would be a good Bond, but I kind of feel like oh, maybe the moment's passed for you and we just get someone else and boo-hoo. You know, Sam Neill almost was Bond. Henry Cavill hey, almost Neil. was Bond. He should be Bond. Yeah, he would be good. <laughs> um, James Brolin? Yeah. Um, yeah. Jack Reynolds? I, I just don't think you can be... Bond and Superman. Uh, maybe if this was Superman in the early 2000s, but when superhero franchises are as big as they are nowadays, uh, once you're a Marvel character or a DC character, you're kind of not another iconic character. Um, the only thing, just to interrupt, the only thing I would say, though, that works in his favour, and this is coming from the biggest DC fanboy out there, I'm Team DC over Marvel, but I think it kind of works in his favour that he is DC and not Marvel because it's kind of that's the black sheep of the superhero franchise and the fact that people don't, you know, fanboy out as much as they bloody well should because they're better movies than the Marvel movies, but whatever. Um, But that's where I think it kind of works in his favour. Like if he was, you know, Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man, or Chris Hemsworth, like that's where it's not going to work for him in that favour. But, yeah. I, uh, yeah, personally I don't really want him because I don't want someone that sort of known in different franchises to be Bond but I know he would do a good job. But I also wonder, well, we talk about, well, he is so obvious, like he is the obvious candidate. The part of me thinks, well, you, you we've sort of been programmed to think, well, they can't go with the obvious. In yeah. everything, in TV, sh- the way TV shows end, in actors being cast, we're always programmed to think, well, if something is obvious, they can't do that. And I don't know why we're programmed to think but maybe maybe they go with the obvious one. Maybe they just say, oh, it's Henry Cavill. Maybe they well, just announce and people go, oh, yeah, Henry Cavill, and they think get about, on with it. Maybe that can happen. Think about some of our Bond villains. You know, like they, they cast pretty obvious actors as, as villains and that. One thing I'll say just quickly, just on a tangent before we go back to Henry Cavill, is like I think it would be really fun. Like I was one of the videos I was watching, they were saying about Idris Elba apparently is like now a real rumour to be the next Bond villain. I think that actually would be great if all of a sudden they were like, Okay, like here's you know Luke at whatever as as Bond, but our next Bond villain is Tom Hardy, or like you know they just like they completely fucking pull a one eighty and and cast one of these guys as a he villain. He should have made a cameo in No Time to Die. I'm sorry, <laughs> he should have been there. That would have been the best cameo of all time in movies. Come on. Yeah, no, that would have been great. But yeah, look, I'm see, I think yeah, I'm with you. Colin would have been good to be here because I think he's very much Team Henry Cavill. But um, yeah, like. It, it go with the obvious. See what it, see what would happen. Like just for the once, and you, so when we're 
50 years old and oh, I remember when Henry Cavill was cast, the only one that everybody really thought was going to be him. But, like, I think Brosnan back in, like, 1994 yeah, was, the, was bookies, the bookie's obvious choice because they were like, he, he should have been Bond, like, eight years ago and now he's Bond again. So uh, that's where I'm saying it would play into his favour. But I think the difference there is Brosnan didn't really go on to be an A-lister. Whereas, like, Henry Cavill basically was told he was too fat to be Bond, so he went and got buff and became Superman. Okay. <laughs> I mean, as an act, if I'm an actor, if I don't get the role of James Bond, my next choice is going to be Superman. So, yes. <laughs> Good job. And also, Henry Cavill, nice fucking guy, and just he's a gamer geek. He just sits in his room all day, <laughs> fixes computers and plays video games. I mean, do you want a gay James Bond or a geek James Bond, Noah? <laughs> Um, it, it would be good to see Henry Cavill being a bit more of a Brit as well. I feel yeah. like we don't see him in his natural tongue often. I mean, I've not yeah. seen every Henry Cavill thing, but. That's true. Yeah. Well, he's Sherlock Holmes as well, isn't he, on Netflix? Isn't he in a new Sherlock Holmes TV series or something? Oh, that. Oh, yeah. That one with Millie Bobby Brown. Ugh. Ugh. The daughter of the. Sherlock Holmes or whatever Can I just it is. say, um, if we were to have a list of people I don't want in a James Bond movie, Millie Bobby Brown would be up in the top five. <laughs> Can't oh, stand her. Oh. I'm not anti-Millie. I don't have an opinion on her. Too many I don't names. know why you need to be anti-Millie Bobby Brown. Have you seen her in Godzilla and Godzilla, the other one? Like, ugh, ugh. Listen to the Oz Network to hear me bag out Millie Bobby Brown in both of our recaps. I've got no opinion on her, to ugh. be honest. Uh, yeah, I mean... It's boring. It's a boring pick, but it's boring because it's he fits the criteria. That's why it's boring. Uh, so of the four that we mentioned, I mean, if we had to do a sort of tier list, he is probably the most obvious Bond followed by Richard Robbie McFadden, <laughs> probably followed by Aiden and then Luke. Uh, so your two ones are definitely... Uh, the obvious ones, and maybe they go with the obvious, as I said. Well, looking at the, the so I'm oddschecker.com, um, and so both Richard Madden and Henry Cavill are on that list. Henry Cavill's like sixth favourite on this. So their favourite is, and I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name, is it Reggie? Reggie Jean Page? Is that? Seen him being brought up, and I don't know how to say it either, and I don't really know who he is. Yeah, I don't know who he's either, but like he's um from all these lists and everything that I was reading today, he's like the favorite at the moment from what I'm seeing. Um, Tom Hardy is still like so high up on the list. I just Tom Hardy is old as well. He's like 46, 47. Like I just yeah. that's Can to me that's the right biggest here? thing for Tom Hardy. Tom, Tom Hardy, Hardy is, is not, not going to be bombed. No, 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 absolutely not. And if he is, well, we'll eat our hats. I don't know our fedoras. Well, I've uh, I've got a list that we can sort of quickly go through. But before we get into that, do you have any sort of history on some names that have been brought up in the past and people who almost missed out, i.e. sort of Henry Cavill, uh, before we get into the names that are sort of being touted now? Do you, do you mean as in are there other ones that in the past are missing out that could come back? Or what, what do you mean by that? Well, both. Uh I still don't understand the question. <laughs> you were the one in the pre-production meeting who brought that up. I don't know what you want from this. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> you were the one in the message saying, oh, we're going to talk about past people. I have no idea what you mean. 
Sure. Um, <laughs> well, Sam Neill nearly became Bond. I uh, you brought it up. I, I no didn't bring that up. up. I don't you believe this. Hang on. Where? You sent a message. Oh, and we'll talk about past people who were mentioned. Where so did I, I say that? Up. I'm reading here. Friday looks to be a goal if we can keep it under 90 minutes. No, you're up for hosting. I guess we just maybe no, go over thoughts. before that, before that. Who's up for the next Bond episode? I need to drink more alcohol. Jesus, how drunk bored are you if you're going that far back in our conversation? Where? Okay. You need to edit this down, but I'm going to find I'm it. not editing oh, this well. out because you're either making me like an idiot or you're an idiot. I don't understand the question. Re-ask me the question and oh, I'll yeah. answer it. Friday looks to be a go if we can keep it That's under That's what I was just minutes, reading. Which, which is not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> no, you're hosting. reading. I guess we just really maybe go over our thoughts on who we think it will be. Maybe go over past history over who were favourites and who was chosen. Oh, so like, oh, okay, so. I was being a good little host and <laughs> repeating what you told me to say, and I had no idea what you want from me. In all fairness, that's the message I was reading, and you're like, no, go back earlier. Um, back on me. Well, Craig was never a favourite, I don't think, to ever be Bon. I, I from memory, that was he like. He was from Barbara and Michael, Well, we just Barbara, didn't know that. Barbara just was. I think Barbara's a bit creepy with Daniel Craig. <laughs> can we can we just briefly talk? I think she has a massive crush on Daniel oh, Craig. I, I think that, like, you know, if the Me Too movement was around the other way, um, that... Um, Is she think? married? Well, probably not now. Um, because Daniel Craig only got married recently, right? So maybe, oh, maybe there's something happened between those. That. Maybe. Well, um yeah, okay. Uh, Daniel Craig, <laughs> well, awkward moment. Daniel Craig, oh, he got it, did he? <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I, I look, I back then it was like Clive Owen and, and Hugh Jackman and Julian McMahon and, um, but I, Eric Banner, I, I, I don't ever remember Daniel Craig's name being floated around back then. Um, so, yeah, I don't think he was. Brosnan obviously was a favourite in the 90s. He got it. Um, Dalton's name, I think, was always around, was it not? Um, so, yeah. Didn't they want Dalton, like, back even I don't imagine living Secret Service era? On, on Imagine oh. Secret Service, I think, when he was, like, 20 or something like that. So, um, for the, for the most part, all the actors who have been Bond have been always around in the fact that they've been a potential, except probably for Daniel Craig uh, and, I guess, George Lazenby. So... Yeah, th- I guess that was my point in my very weird question there. But like, so I on that note, but yeah. it, it, it it's an important point to bring up because we now know that Daniel Craig was the only one they want. So yeah. it means that all of these websites and all these bookies are complete bullshit. I because still don't we believe know that, that. I don't like. I like. I don't fully believe that because people like Hugh Jackman have come out and said they talked to me. So like. Who's lying? Like, I don't think Hugh Jackman yeah, like, oh, to audition. Me. Yeah. I think Barbara has talked about how the studio wanted, like, lots of auditions, but her and Michael just 
really wanted to yeah. have Daniel Craig. Look, I think I think there's a difference. Well, in but saying, we know she like, has the hot frame, so well, I think there's a difference in saying they were. The, he was the only one I wanted. Like right now, if they're sitting in their studios, going like, "Yeah, Tom Hardy is the only one we want." Yet, like MGM are going to be sitting around going, "Well, no, let's audition this person or like call and find out." Because just because you want Daniel Craig didn't want to fucking do it. Uh, she, you know, he never she, did, even by the end. Had to sleep with both Michael Wilson and Barbara Broccoli. It was a, it was a threesome. But um, who would you rather, what? Michael Wilson or Barbara Broccoli? <laughs> Daniel Craig. Yeah. Um, Cubby Broccoli. Well, we, we should uh, sort of briefly mention that, that they've come out and said, oh, we're not looking for the new bomb. We're waiting for Daniel. I think they know already. At time of recording, it's February, late February 2022. I think they have already cast it, or at least they are in the finalizing stage of the Yeah. I don't I, buy it. I don't believe I, oh, it. Absolutely don't believe it either. Like, there's no way in hell they're not going to be thinking. Like, come on. Like, they knew Daniel Craig was coming back for one movie. There's not a chance in hell they haven't made phone calls or talked to agents or yeah. something. They're Probably not- a couple of years ago, let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. Um, The thing I'll say quickly is I don't, know if we will formally get an announcement until they know that they're about to go into shooting and like start like I, I just don't feel they're gonna be like March go yeah Tom Hardy is Do you Bond. not think it's gonna be on the the 60th anniversary because this is the first time in 20 years we're not gonna have a film on the anniversary. So that's I kind of think point. that's when they're gonna announce. True, good point. But I think maybe if they do, it's gonna come with Tom Hardy is a James Bond we are going into production in February. Um, the the film is called Flittermouse, and it's scheduled to be released in February twenty twenty four. Like that. That's to me what I think they would do. I just it would just seem weird if because like a, a new Bond. Like we talk about how you know No Time to Die was a bit of a letdown when it came to the announcement because usually you got like a big press conference and that. But I think the difference with a Bond being announced like you know, fucking Craig down the Thames on his speedboat with helicopters going around him. Like even Brosnan at his big press conference. Like I, I feel like it's an event in itself. So I don't, I just, it would feel weird if all of a sudden they were like, Tom Hardy is a new James Bond. So when's the next movie coming out? Yeah, bro. Don't know yet. Haven't got a script. Haven't got a direct. Haven't got anything, but here you go. Tom Hardy Bond. Cause then for the rest I of mean, these fucking it- like two years wait, they're going to be asking Tom, you're the Bond. Yes, I am. When's the next movie coming out? Don't know. <laughs> Would you really put it past them the way the last 10 years have gone with MGM and Neon? <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I've got a list here, and we all know these lists are absolute BS, uh, so we won't spend a long time on this, but this is the 18 actors who might be the next James Bond. We can just go through and briefly comment on it, but these lists come out daily, weekly, and they're always bullshit. And Bond fans know they're bullshit, but you get... You get co-workers coming up to you saying, oh, I read that Idris Elba is the next Bond. Yeah, you you read a a headline, love. You didn't read that Idris Elba is going to be the next James Bond. Um, But this is a a common thing that I feel like Bond fans uh, come across is co-workers and friends and family telling them, oh, I read Tom Hardy is the next Bond. I read LaShawna Lynch as the next one. No, you didn't. You read a clickbait headline. So we, so as a James Bond podcast, I'm putting the disclaimer out there. We know it's beer, but we will go through the, some of the names that are sort of the big names. We can just give a few comments. If you have nothing, that's fine too. Um, but, I mean, the first one is Tom Hardy. Do you have any other final? We can, 
we can officially scratch him off the board, right? It's Again, not going to be Tom Hardy. I, I like Tom Hardy. I just don't picture him as James Bond. So, yeah, he's not James Bond. I would I would put a lot of money on Tom Hardy not being James Bond. He's too old. He's, like, in his mid to late 40s. That is too old to be a James Bond. Too big, Bond. too old. Yeah. No, it's not going to happen. Uh, not charismatic enough either. I, I don't get the Tom Hardy thing. He's not charismatic in any way, shape, or form to me. Well, neither was Daniel Craig, but... Um, Henry Cavill, we've gone over. Uh, Idris Elba, we'll come back to Idris Elba. Let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's sit on Idris Elba. We've sat on him for six years, so we'll sit on him for another 10 minutes. Uh, we'll come back to Idris. Uh... Then this other guy, uh, I don't know how to say it either, Roger Jean Page. Uh, so I, I guess he was in this show Bridgerton, which I've not seen, but I do know people who have talked about that. Uh, I mean, he looks very suave. He looks very dapper. Uh, he's another one. I, I I don't know what race exactly he is. Um, British but and he's Zimbabwean. Another one. Zimbabwean. So he's mm. another one of these... Uh, non-white actors that's being touted. Uh, I haven't seen anything with him, so I don't know. But he does look dapper. Uh, but we can come back to him as well, maybe. He, I like, I, I'm with you. I don't know him from anything. Um, and but he, he does absolutely look dapper in the part. But I, look, I don't know if we're going to have that conversation about a non-white Bond. Um, but it's yeah, we'll like that. yeah. Uh, and then the next one is Lashana Lynch. We'll come to that too. Uh, let's come <laughs> back to that one. Uh, next one is, uh, I don't know how to quite say his name, Killian Murphy, Cillian Murphy. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And I don't see him as a bomb. No. Very handsome, looks like a nice guy. Not even as like because he's famous and he's on this list, I don't see him as a bomb. He's got to be getting on a bit too, doesn't he? Like, I mean, he's... Yeah, I mean, he's been around bit. for a while. He's 45, so he's about Tom Hardy. Yeah, like, I don't, I remember no. when I went and saw Batman Begins with my friend and she was so in love with him. She's like, oh, my God, he's so hot. And I'm like, him? He looks like, he's weird looking. He's got like some weird, like, he's got a very unique face to Cillian Murphy. Um, I would have only what? seen him in Batman Begins and that, was it Red Eye or whatever the fuck that movie was called, like with Rachel McAdams on the plane, which I thought was not very good. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, but no, I don't see it. Don't see it. To me, Cillian Murphy looks like an 80-year-old man in a 40-year-old man. <laughs> He's Benjamin Button. <laughs> yeah, I get Benjamin Button vibes from him. Uh, the next one is Sam Hewen, who I have never heard of, so I, I can't even add anything on. Oh, that. I looked Dude, this guy up because he was Hewen. on the list. Uh, yeah, I looked him He's up because he was on the list. He's pointing a gun in this picture. Yeah. Um, don't know who he is. Um, literally only Googled him because he was on the, he was in the, the Spy Who Dumped Me, so he's been in a Bond parody. Um, he's also 41, so, I mean, is that not a bit too old? I, this yeah, is the, the thing mark. to me. I just want to say the biggest negative against any actor to me should not come down to race, sexuality, whatever. It's age. And, like, I don't want to be ageist, but, like, that has to be a thing with James Bond. And, like, I'm not – I like, to me, being in your 30s, that's the peak age. I honestly – like, you talk about an ageing Bond, I would actually really like to see them hire someone, like, in their early 20s and, like, do – 
like really inexperienced Bond, like not Daniel Craig as Bond, but like, I don't know. I think it would be interesting to kind of explore that side of things with the Bond character. Maybe have like Bond pre, like what was he doing before he joined MI6, you know, and kind of see that like a real uh, background story on Bond. But um, all that aside, I don't know who this Sam Hewen is. Um, he's looks kind of the part, but too old. Uh, next one is Richard Madden. We've talked about, uh, Dev Patel is an interesting yeah, one. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, <coughs> Excuse me, on a list. I'm laughing, apparently. I saw that on a list too, and I was like, that's an interesting choice. Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, we can come back to him as well uh, in a different conversation, but I don't know. I I get I actually don't hate it, but I'm not saying I yeah. love it either. I get sort of it, it gives me weird feelings in my stomach thinking of Dev Patel as Bond. Uh, I don't hate it, but we can come back to him, I feel, also. Um Tom Hiddleston, great actor, British. Old. I mean, he is old, but even let's take 15 years ago, I just never saw it. Yeah. He's been talked about for years and great actor, don't get me wrong, but I don't see him as Bond. Yeah, same. I said that before. I, I love Tom Hiddleston. He just seems like such a nice guy. Loki's great. Um, I just... People are like, oh, can you really see him being Loki and Bond? Like, that to me doesn't bother me at all. I think part of Loki's charm is that he's ridiculously charming. Um, but no, I've, I'm with you. I just, I've never pictured Tom Hiddleston as Bond. I just, and it's it's also like he's, what, he's quite tall. He's a bit lanky. And like that, I think, works against him. I don't want a tall, scrawny, lanky Bond. Like, I mean, sure, it can buff up, but I mean, then you'd have buff Tom Hiddleston, and that would be weird looking, wouldn't it? Like, <laughs> do you picture tall, lanky Tom Hiddleston with muscles? No. He can play the Hulk. What are you doing? <laughs> Let, let's put these two together because I've never heard of either, but you might know them. Uh, James Norton and Henry Golding. I don't know um, either of them. No, it's similar similar to what I said before with that um the the Hugh guy. I they're on a li- uh, James Norton was on a list, and I'm looking at him now, and yeah, again, don't know. He looks. I don't know if he really looks the part either. No, not um, really. He looks a bit. Was he in Pride and Prejudice? Uh, what am I seeing here? Yeah, no, don't don't know who's the other one. Oh, he was in Little Women. Ugh. Talk about Henry that. Golding. Henry Golding. Uh, I don't know if I know who that is. Uh, you do realise one of these are going to get it, so we're going to play this clip in, like, <laughs> three years' time and, like, there. Oh, okay, Henry. So that's another non-white choice. Um, yeah. Interesting. Um, I don't really see it, and I'm not trying to be racist by saying that, but, like, I can say with Dev Patel and uh, the other guy, Remy or whatever his name is, like, I can see it. They look charming, but... I don't really see this guy being Bond, so that's an interesting choice. The next one is uh, bad take, a bad call. I say Jamie Bell, who I know, but oh, Billy you, you can't have like a, you can't have a twink, James Bond. <laughs> he looks um he looks like the poor man's um Tom Holland. Um, yeah, I think Tom I, I Holland mean, would well, be a better he... James Bond. <laughs> I could be missing my uh, movie knowledge here, but I think he played Tintin, right, alongside Daniel Craig. Um, uh, I think he was Tintin. You're right. No, he was. Yeah. So, but Billy I mean, Elliot, I'm sorry. If James you play Bond. Tintin, you're not playing Bond. Like Tintin, notoriously sort of wimpy, well, I've got <laughs> boyish a, character. Got to, got to say though, Jamie Bell's obviously got a bit of charm about him. 
He's married to Evan Rachel Wood, and now apparently he's married to Kate Mara. He he can pull in some good ladies. So um, I mean, if he's got that well, he's skill, got the charm. Yeah, lucky man. Uh well, I mean, th- I feel like this is another one that we leave for the conversation later. But John Boyega, nothing to do with his race, and maybe it's because I know him as Finn from Star Wars, but I see him as the sort of lovable, happy-go-lucky character. I don't see him as the the sort of charming, brutish spy character. Yeah, and I think I've only ever seen him in Star Wars, and, I mean, I always forget he's British. Um, so, yeah, like, yeah, to me, same with you. Nothing to do with his race. It's just, it's one, and isn't he really short? Do we want a short Bond? <laughs> like, I think he's got a good, like, he's only in his 20s as well, so he'd be quite of a young Bond. But, um... Yeah, I just don't see it. But having said that, like, it's not his fault that his character was crap in Star Wars. He didn't write it, so he did what he could. Um, so maybe he'll finally get to use the Force in James Bond. <laughs> uh, the last two names that I'll bring up are the two names that I've seen around that are absolutely ridiculous, that will never happen. Uh, but it's, I guess it's funny to bring them up and see our reaction <laughs> There are two. The first is uh, The Rock has been touted <laughs> as the next James Bond. <laughs> I mean, The uh, Rock can do uh, anything. Come on. Yeah, I mean, he could do it. Uh, put a wig on him. Uh, and, and the other one, you mentioned him earlier, is uh, people are telling up Tom Holland. Uh, no. Good actor, it's... but not as James Bond. Come on. He's too, like... This boyish. is where I think, well, it's, you turn around and say like, oh, you can't be Superman and James Bond. Spider-Man cannot be James Bond. Like at least Superman's kind of like the all-American man. hero, like a nice guy and like, you know, whatever. Superman's not like, a man. <laughs> Spider-Man's a boy. Like, I mean, Spider- I'd, rather Spider see, boy. I'd rather see Tobey Maguire as James Bond. I think like, no, it's, it's, well, actually Andrew Garfield, honestly. Andrew Garfield. You, Andrew Garfield would not be a bad James Bond. I could see Andrew Garfield being James Bond, but yeah, Tom Holland is seems like a nice guy. He's a good actor, but n- not charming. Like he's just Too not boyish. He's like like little oh, I'm Bond James Bond. Like I mean, he's a little <laughs> chipmunk. <laughs> now they're the ones that I read, which we covered a lot of the ones that get brought up over and over and over. But are there any other names that? that you know that get brought up a lot or any other names that you've seen the, that are hilarious or anything we didn't mention? Uh, the list that I'm, the this betting one is basically you had all the names on that one. Um, the ones that used to be mentioned but you don't really hear much from anymore, Chris Hensworth, you never hear his name mentioned anymore. Um, yeah, no way. Is it, is it Damien Lewis? The um, <laughs> Which I, I like Damien We don't Lewis. need a redhead bond. <laughs> we don't no. need a rang bond. <laughs> Um, well, I'll I, take a blonde bomb, but not a redhead bomb. I I actually think Damien Lewis would pull it off. Like I think he's charming and he's a good actor. But the age, he's fifty. Like he's fifty odd years old. So like that that's well and truly no gone for him. Um, and I feel like there's a couple of others that have long, like they used you know five years ago they were constantly being mentioned. Um, but they're they're no longer being being. I mean Robert Pattinson was being mentioned. Uh, at one point, I actually did see a list in the last year that literally still had um, Toby Stevens on the list. Um, which I, I mean, you said oh, you listened to some Toby's of the radio play, chance. but like oh, Toby's, Toby's getting a bit old now. So um, 
Yeah, but I'm just trying to think of standard British actor that hasn't been mentioned. Well, in do a you while. think you mentioned Robert Patterson? Do you think, like, making a call now? Do you think there's any chance they go with an American? I know they did the Australian, but that Robert was a Pattinson's bit of a different British, situation. Like, oh, is he? Yeah, he is British. Um, oh. Look, I don't. I honestly don't think it's out of the realms of the possibility that we will get an American Bond. I mean, I know. Mm. I, I think an American Bond would be frowned upon more than a gay Bond or a black Bond. <laughs> um, would frown upon that more than a gay or a black I, or but, a gay black Bond. But the <laughs> a gay black American Bond. Um, <laughs> who, I'm trying to think who, who is what actors are gay and black and American. Um, there's a, yeah. <laughs> there, um, there's your trivia <laughs> thought process. Famous gay black American actors. Um, Must be a but, gay black American actor that we're missing in that's super obvious. I think to me there are a large portion of American actors who can pull off a British accent and you don't even realise that they're American. Like, I mean, in all seriousness, like, I know she's a woman. couldn't. <laughs> but I, I honestly think the first thing I ever saw Angelina Jolie in was Tomb Raider. So I always thought Angelina Jolie was British. To me, Angelina Jolie is 100 times hotter when she's got a British accent, by the way. But, um, yeah, I look, I, I would be, I would frown upon it, but I also oh, just... give him a chance. I think I, I wouldn't be fully opposed to it, but I, I also think it probably will happen one day. I would be opposed to I just think, like, James Bond is so iconically British. Like, you you always need a British or an Irish James Bond, and you always need a British Doctor Who. Those characters are just so iconically British. And it's nothing against Americans, but fucking Americans rule everything. It's always America, America, America. What about it's a Canadian just- Bond? Uh, they're basically Americans with goofier accents. Oh. Come on. <laughs> Colin's not here. We could say that. Uh, I just, and we're saying that as two Australians who have had an Australian bond, and yeah, we hold that as a bit of a point of pride. But I mean, we also frown on them. He didn't even try to do a British accent. Um, It's just such an iconic character that to me, I would be so upset because we've got a million American characters that it's the reason why. All Americans love Mad Max Fury Road. And to me, that film frustrates me because Mad Max is such an iconically Australian character and they got Tom Hardy to play him and they filmed it in South Africa. And as an Australian, that really killed it for me. Meryl Streep to come and play Lindy Chamberlain, didn't they? You know? (laughs) But she pulled that off. She actually did. So. Uh, a dingo ate my baby. That's uh, next James Bond, Meryl Streep. Dalton to play that character. Dingo <laughs> ate my baby. Dalton, Dalton played the dingo. <laughs> off, off. <laughs> aru. Aru, aru. I really, oh, buddy. I really, oh, I really want some baby. <laughs> Must have scared the Lindy Chamberlain out of Mm, baby. <laughs> Stop your no baby. babies to declare. <laughs> oh, 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 Dalton. Baby! Uh, <laughs> Lindy! Uh, oh, I miss Timothy Dalton. What a man. Bring back Timothy Dalton for Bond. 
bring it back. I'm I'm betting on Dalton. Uh, but what was I ranting about? Yeah, uh, no, America. I'm so over Americans. Come on. What about an uh, Australian bond again? You'd be opposed to that. I would be opposed to that, but I would accept it a bit more than American because they're at least in the Commonwealth. Well, um, so is Canada. Yeah, but they sound like American. So is Jamaica. So is India. So yeah. is South okay. Africa. No, I'm a Jamaican bond. Why not? Modern Kiribati. Uh, modern James Bond. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I uh, no Americans, please. Uh, but speaking of Jamaican bond. Uh, Let's get into, I mean, I called Colin the elephant in the room, but let's get into the elephant in the room that's been around for about five, six years that we have brought up in a lot of episodes. And we, I feel like we did talk about it briefly on one episode in the past. Uh, and that is, will Colin Hilding be the next James Bond? No. Yes. Um, <laughs> It's the, it's the Black Bond discussion. It's happening here. It's happening right now. And I, this is another one where I wish Colin was here because I have no idea what he thinks about this. Uh, and I don't really know what any of us think of it. We've joked every episode about Idris Elba. And I'm kind of sad when there is a new Bond because I feel like we need to keep the Idris Elba jokes going anyway. Uh, and for the record, Idris Elba has come out and said he does not want to be Bond, uh, uh, even though he's too out. old. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you see that? He's married to Luke Evan. Um, Great couple. I'd, I'd watch their only oh, fans. Yeah, very hot Wow. Couple. Woof. <laughs> Woof. Get me on here. Oh. Um, <laughs> wow. But, I mean, the big thing is um, we do need to tread lightly, but we also don't need to tread lightly. Just share your uh, opinion. But, I mean, I guess uh, there is a big idea that there's going to be a the next bond will be a black bond. And uh, I guess I have issues with that and I don't have issues with that. I have issues that people bring up Idris Elba. I feel like when they bring him up, they're kind of just trying to be woke because I've also then said to people, oh, what other black actors would be a good bond? And they've never come up with an answer. Idris Elba has kind of become... And I feel like this is why Idris Elba doesn't want to be Bond because he doesn't want to be known as the Black Bond. And mm. people are kind of using him as a sort of woke tool. Like, I kind of feel bad for Idris Elba that I don't think people want him to be Bond. They're using that as brownie points as to, like, look at me, I want a Black Bond. But then you ask them, oh, who's another Black actor? And they couldn't name you one name, not even John Boyega. Hmm. Uh but we know right now it's not going to be Idris Elba. We will joke about it even in the future, but he's too old and he doesn't want to be Bond. It's not going to be him. Um, but I, I will say my opinions have changed on the matter uh, from when we first started the show because, I mean, God forbid someone changed their mind about something. That's not really allowed these days, but I have changed my mind on it. Um, I used to say no black bond. And my idea was no, no black bond, but also no paraplegic bond, no child bond, no redheaded bond, no Indian bond. Like everyone was talking about a black bond, but no one ever talked about an Asian bond or a, mm. a one-armed bond. 
but my opinion on that has changed a bit. I I would be okay with a black bond. I don't see why we couldn't because we've had a black money penny. We've had uh, whatever. We had a black Felix in. Uh, we've had black two black Felixes. If you can't never say never again. Uh, so I will say I have no real issue with a black bond. Uh, I think it can happen, and I don't really see why not. My one thing that I will say on the matter is I'm okay with a black bond as long as they're not casting for a black bond. Uh, and hear me out. That's not me being racist. If they put a casting call out and said, we don't want to see any white actors, we only want to see black actors, then I'm not okay with a black bond because then that is purely them casting to be progressive and woke and they're doing it for the wrong reasons. And we'll look back on it in 30 years and think, oh, my God, that time when we were casting actors purely for brownie points and purely for kudos. So if they only cast for a black bond, I have issues with that. If they put a casting call out and they audition white actors, black actors, Asian actors, and they pick a black guy because he absolutely nails the audition and he's charming, sexy, action, buff, Everything, right age, I'm okay with a black actor. Uh, so if it's for the right reason, if he's the best guy for the role, why not have a black guy? If they're casting for a black Bond, then I I think the motivation is not there and it's a, it's a real kind of problem we're going through in Hollywood at the moment is like we saw that scene in Marvel with all those women showing up to fight and save the day and and all these issues is there's no problem with having tough female roles, but if the motivation is to look look at how progressive we are, no one wants that. We want good roles for good actors who are white, actors who are black, actors who are Asian, male, female, transgender, whatever. We want good roles. We don't want decisions made based on kudos and look at how good we are and how progressive we are. So I'm okay with a black bond as long as that is the best guy for the role. Um, so that's my, I've said my bit on it. Uh, it's changed in the past. I would have said no black bond. Now I'm sort of half in the middle. Uh, I'm okay with it. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd love to hear your opinion on that. It's a very touchy subject, but I, I think it's good to have the discussion finally. Just quickly, uh, Jesse Smollett is a gay black American actor. Now, um, I feel like... We don't really talk about him. <laughs> well, we we talked about him over on the Oz Network because he was in the Mighty Ducks. Um, Isn't but, he uh, the controversial one? Uh, yeah, he actually is. He like uh, was in a hate crime. He pretended to be in a hate crime, and yeah, he wasn't. Actually so he's in a hate not crime. exactly the the one we want championing but the gay. Another black another article here by the LA Times. In their own words, actors on being black and openly gay in Hollywood. Uh, so we have the esteemed Dahlia Ali Rajah, Julian Walker, Alex Newell, Patrick Ian Polk. Blake Young Fountain and Daryl Stevens. I have no idea who any of them are, but good. Say I can picture any of them, unfortunately. No, me neither. Um, I will say, um, I pretty much agree with completely the majority of what you said, particularly the thing when it comes to if you are doing this purely to stay progressive, like it's time there's a black bond. We have to have a black bond. No, 
there's there's not a time that you have to have any color skin or any gender or any sexuality to be anything. You know, that time should be any time. It's not like, oh, three o'clock on a Thursday, black bond time. Like that, that is just purely showing that you want to make a deal out of it. And if we're ever going to have a black bond or an Asian bond or a Latino bond or whatever, that person will always be questioned, not like questioned, like you're black, why are you bond? Uh, like, like made a big deal out of it. You know what I mean? It's no different to when Obama became president. He's always going to be the first black president. Kind of why Idris said that he didn't want it gone. And that's that's <coughs> God. I'm just choking on my own opinions. That <coughs> Jesus Christ, COVID, go away. Um, that is why, you know, it's. I just don't think. I don't know if we're ever going to be in a world where it's not going to be a big deal that we get a black bond like this is going to be made a deal of. I personally don't like it when we get something will happen. Like we've just had it in the Olympics. Like the first black female speed skater when it got like, why do we care? Like, what does it matter? What color their skin is? They just won an Olympic gold. Celebrate the achievement. Don't add the extra layer of like they're black. Like I've got eyes. I can see their skin color is a different color to the previous winners, but what does it matter? Like, there are you saying that we being. shouldn't care that Sam Smith was the first openly gay man to win an Oscar? <laughs> I just like, I just would like to, I would like to live in a world where we don't always have to just focus on somebody who is maybe a bit different to what we're used to. Like just who gives a fuck? What you said is perfect when it should come down to if they're the best man for the job and they just happen to be black. Fine. Great. Who cares? Move on. They're a good actor. That's all we, we focus on. I, I'm with you in the fact that I've definitely, I want to say come around on the prospect. Cause I, I honestly feel like we will have a black bond, whether it be the next bond or it will happen. The thing that I will say, and like, I hate that we kind of have to live in a world where if I feel like I'm about to say something that might be perceived as racist that, Oh, I have to like put a disclaimer on it. At the end of the day, I think we're entitled to have opinions and it doesn't make you a certain way. I think that you can have characters in literature, in Hollywood, in, in, in whatever, that if they are, are written a certain race or a gender or anything like that sort of stuff, that they can be that way, that that is the way they're intended to. So, for example, I've not read the books, so you're going to say, oh, Ben, you've never read the books, what do you care? But, like, if it is written in literature that this is a, a white British man the how the character is intended to be, that to me is how it should be. And but that doesn't work just for white characters. That works for any characters. Like if you were to have a movie franchise where, I don't know, Shaft or like a Mulan and you know, an iconic character that is a black character, an Asian character, whatever. It's About a big time we had a white shaft. <laughs> we should have a, a white, white shaft. Mulan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you mean bike? Um, but I think that if if there are certain characters that are uh, you whitewash them, all that's a big controversy. It should work the same way that if you've got a white character and then you automatically go the other way. Like I think there's kind of a level there where it works on all layers. So that's where like I'm skeptical. Yeah, you say like Money Penny's been black. Yeah, Felix has been black. But I don't think they're as iconic and I don't want to say protected as someone like James Bond would be. And I also think it also works down to the fact in that 
like Daniel Craig summed it up very well when he was asked, do you think there will ever be a female James Bond? And he's like, well, how about we just write characters for females that are on, you know, that are great characters like James Bond. Like why do they have to just go for that? So like, that's the same way. It's like, well, you can have a great black character in Bond that, you know, does the same thing, but it's not James Bond. And that's where, like, I come back to my point where I say, like, oh, I feel like by me saying this, oh, Ben's racist. He doesn't want to see a black James Bond. It's it's not that I don't want to see one. I just feel that you can have white characters that can always be white actors, if that makes sense. And it's fine. It's not racist. It's just that is how they are intended to be, if that makes any sense. Having said that, opinions have come around. If there is a black Bond, I'll be fine with it. I'm not going to be with my pitchforks and going, ah, no, you've destroyed it. Personally, do I want to see a black James Bond? Personally, no. But if there is one, I will be fine with it. Yeah, I mean, it is difficult. I feel like a lot of nowadays, a lot of nuance has been destroyed from discussion and discourse. Uh and um, we we should acknowledge, and this is not me being woke or whatever. We have two uh, Australian straight white guys in their twenties and thirties. It would be actually interesting to have Jamie on the show or a black person on the show and hear their opinion. We are yeah. we are sort of annoyingly, boringly the most stereotypical Bond fans that you could really get. We fit the demographic of the typical Bond fan. Uh, so it would be interesting to hear some other opinions on And maybe that's something we can do. And that's, and I agree with that because I think that, you know, yeah, I'm sitting here saying my opinions, but it's exactly that. It's an opinion. This isn't me saying I'm right. This is how the world should be. No, this is just Ben Waterworth's opinion. And we generally know Ben Waterworth's opinions are stupid anyway. But it's right. And, 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 but like, I'm always personally open to hear other people's viewpoints and this, that, and everything else. And and that's the beauty of, I think, what we should have in modern discussion. And that's where things like woke culture have, I think, taken that away. But even even on that side of things, it comes from that place where, yeah, we are two straight white guys having a conversation, but I also feel that we shouldn't feel guilty for being straight white guys. You know, oh, we can't have opinions because we're straight white guys. Like, we have opinions. They might be perceived a certain way, but it doesn't, you shouldn't get labelled a certain way because you have those opinions, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'm, I agree that I feel like this sort of woke culture thing has mean if you're straight and white, immediately it means, oh, your opinion is invalidated or whatever, or what do you know? But I would also counter that, and I think one of the good things about that's come up out of this sort of what culture is we do hear a lot of different voices nowadays and it is more it is interesting to hear from a black person or a gay person or a woman a woman or (laughs) uh, a transgender person or like i do enjoy seeing videos or comments or whatever from people who are different from me because let's be honest is most bond fans are white straight males in their 20s 30s 40s uh, and it is inter- like anytime Colin brings up something that Jamie said about Bond or whatever, it is interesting because it's different. And I do think for as much as there has been some bad sort of things that, to come from Twitter and a lot of nuance has been destroyed from discussion, I do think a lot of 
good has come from all the different voices that we hear nowadays about these different topics. And I, and I 100% agree with that. I think I, I'm exactly the same. I think the only thing that you have an issue with, like, and that particularly comes back down to the, if you are doing this deliberately to stay up with the time, so it's deliberately, as you were saying, we're going to cast a, a black actor as Bond and Asia purely because we want to be diverse and we want to show that diversity. That's where you have that issue of potentially alienating the majority of a fan base that is going to take that a certain way. And like, we were all scared with like LaShawna Lynch and, and Nomi that, oh, look what they're doing. They're becoming woke. They're doing all, oh, what are they doing? And they didn't. Like they, they didn't. did not at all. And that was great. I'm not a fan of the Nomi character, but it had nothing to do with the color of her skin or the fact that she was a woman. It had nothing to do with any of that. I just didn't like the character. Um, so, but like we were scared and they didn't do it. Bond has been one of the very few franchises in the last, you know, few years that hasn't taken that path of being overly woke and let's have the Marvel pose of all the women, you know, yay, or play I'm just a fucking girl when Captain Marvel is t- like, fuck off, Marvel. Like, we get it. She's got boobs and a vagina. Um, you don't have to fucking play No Doubt I'm Just a Girl to prove your point even more. So, yeah, I, I, I have faith. They should have like, played I'm Just a, a Woman. <laughs> the thing is that I will say, I have faith that Barbara and Michael are doing this based purely on the best possible choice. I think, if anything... I do. I agree with that. I think they're, those they're, two are... Well, like, Eon is such a unique part of Hollywood these days because there aren't really any companies that are like them still around. And you have 50% of this partnership run by a woman. And even she's flat out come out and said, no, there will never be a female Bond. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? This is a male character. So, like... They're like, I, I don't know if she would ever openly go, no, there's never going to be a black Bond. What are you, crazy? This Bond's white. <laughs> like, that would be different. I can see Michael Wilson saying that. He's getting a bit old and crumbly. I can see Barbara. Barbara doesn't really hold back, does she? But but that's the beauty Barbara. of this. As you say, it is a unique partnership. And, like, that's where I have the faith in these two mm. that whoever they choose is based purely on the fact that this is the best choice, be not on... It's woke modern times. Let's make them black, you know? So, yeah. And, like, on well, those choices, I don't know if you're about to tie this into it, but, like, mm. I look at, like, Dev Patel and, like, again, like, realistically, he wouldn't be the worst choice. But it, it comes down to it is that colour of skin issue, which is a sad fact that we have to talk about, but, like, that's where the issue would be raised. But, like, I honestly see someone like Dev Patel being pretty pretty good in that. The, this Remy, Reggie, whatever his name is, guy, he, he looks... He looks like he would be a good James Bond. Like, he just, he looks the part. Yeah, and I mean, obviously Idris is not going to be the one, but yeah, Dev is an interesting one because I'd never even thought about that name. And then when I read it, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. I'm just like, oh, I could see him actually doing that. Like, buff him up a bit and he's pretty suave. Like, I could actually see that. Um but you, you did raise a good point that I think Bond out of all the franchises and granted they've only had two films in the last like eight years or whatever or ten years, uh, they've kind of perfected the let's be progressive and let's get with the times without being woke and getting brown. Like characters like Vesper and Madeline Swan and Nomi even before are strong those. female characters. Sorry. 
Even years before that, though, like, sorry to interrupt, but, like, I mean, Bond's often... Oh, yeah, I mean, Wayland, Jinx, all that. Well, even, even you know, Triple X, uh, you know, you know, go way back. Um, it's, it's, this is the thing with the Bond franchise, is that, like, yeah, it's criticised for being sexist and misogynistic and fairly, um, but, like, at the same time, it gets overlooked with a lot of the progressive stuff that they've done and you do particularly that with the women characters like oh this is the first time i've had a bond equal and now it's like no well i mean what was triple x even tracy like i mean these characters like back in the day were so far ahead of their times yeah like the the franchise has kept it has kept its times and it has been progressive uh not so much with the music always uh (laughs) but uh but it's never gone out of its way to show us. And we talked about Nomi. Nomi was a very strong female character that never went out of it. And people just jump on, oh, she's black, so it has to be woke. And people saw the film and were still calling it woke, which uh, at that point the problem is with you, not with the film. I'm sorry. Nothing woke about it. Um, Yeah, she was just a strong character. Whether Ben likes her or doesn't like her, it doesn't matter, but she was a strong female character that never felt out of place. Yes, she was black. There are black agents. Yes, she was female. There are female agents. It shouldn't matter, as you were saying about the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, And that's why I love Nomi. Whether or not you think she's a good or a bad character is irrelevant. I love that she's a character in 2021 who was strong and female and black without being strong, female and black. She was just a person. Exactly. Um, exactly. And that's, and that's, that's what I've always, that's my opinion with any of this. And like, you know, it was like Wonder Woman, for example, is a weird example where like you've got this female led superhero movie where it's not like, yeah, okay. It's made a reference a few times here or there that she's a woman, but it's not like, it's not like fucking Captain Marvel where it's like I'm playing I'm just a girl over the top of it. Like you just – I don't want to say you forget that she's a woman. The movie's called Wonder Woman and her character is called Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Uh, but it's not like in your face. And like, yeah, Nomi, you're right. Like at no point is it like one of our biggest issues on the Oz Network when we talk about Star Wars is that scene in The Force Awakens where Finn literally looks at Rey when she's kicking the asses of people like, oh, like a woman's kick. Like, we don't need that head tilt. She's a badass female character with that. Oh, look, a woman's kicking ass. That's unusual. You just fiction. made it it's weird. A, the galaxy far, far away. You didn't do that with fucking Shouldn't Princess matter. Leia or Padme. So why then do you have to go, oh, we've got the most progressive character ever in Star Wars. Like you had it in six other fucking movies and you destroyed it in the opening 30 minutes, Disney. Anyway, uh, I agree with what you're saying about Nomi, even though I personally do not like the character. I I mean, but this is kind of what you said ties into it. Like, when can we just have a black bomb without them being a black bomb? Is we're still at that point where you can't really have a black, strong female character without them being a black, strong female character. Um, And this is why I don't want to cast a black bond as a black bond, because in 30 years' time, we'll look back and and it will be so dated. It will yeah. be like, oh, my God, this guy got the role because of the colour of his skin, not because of he should be Bond. And we literally have just come out of a period where 15, well, 17, doing the maths right, Ben, years ago, we couldn't accept that there would be a blonde Bond. And this was the thing. And, like, okay, have we progressed enough where we can cast a black Bond? Yes, but you sum it up perfectly. 
30 years time, we're going to look back and say, oh, I remember the hoopla around, you, you know, Idris Elba being cast as Bond because he was black. Like, I mean, like, yeah, we don't live in that world. We do not live in that world. If if Idris Elba or this Rege, Reggie, Jean Page is Bond, you know, it's going to, like, every interview, it's going to come up. Every news article will start with, they've cast a black Bond. And then even when the movie comes out, it's going to be like, oh, are they going to make mention that he's black? Like, it's just, like... I get it, it would be groundbreaking, but, like, why does it need to be a thing? Can't it just be, he's a good actor, okay, he looks a bit different to the last six Bonds, but what does it matter? If he comes out and puts on a good performance, bravo, Reggie. He says Bond, James Bond, he drinks a martini, he bangs a girl. Yeah, exactly. If he all of a sudden starts, like, protesting Black Lives Matter and, like, goes to Martin Luther King Day speeches and joins the Black Panthers, yeah, maybe we'll have a few questions about that, but, like, it's... You know, like just go out there and put on. I, I do feel like that's why a lot of actors, a lot of actors in general, are probably hesitant to play Bond. Daniel Craig was, but I do feel like a lot of black actors would be hesitant because, as Idris Elba said, I don't want to be known as the black Bond. So I feel like that's almost a deterrent. And as you, you, you were sort of joking there, but if they bring a black, Black Lives Matter, yes. Black issues are a big problem. Uh, there's a lot of societal societal change going on right now. Let's not ignore that. But that doesn't mean every movie has to bring that up. And maybe, as you just sort of joked about, but if there is a black bond and then suddenly that becomes a part of the narrative of a black spy in a white man's world and... M is a white man who makes comments because I could see that happening as, oh, yeah. we have a black bond, so we need to make it realistic to the black experience. And I'm not saying that to take away from the black experience. I support black rights and everything along that way. But if they bring that into the narrative, then that becomes an issue. If they do a James Bond film, they took Tomorrow Never Dies script and it was a black actor and he's suave and sexy and cool, no problem. Yeah. But just because black lives matter and they do matter it doesn't mean we need to bring political issues into a series and maybe that's where someone who is black would have a differing opinion to that uh, we are saying this as white people but that's all we can draw on but, but, I, I, but I, that's but where I, I get an issue with it. just no, have I, bond i agree with that and i think that there's that weird line there too that no matter what happens, no matter who's cast, no matter what type of movie it is, there's always going to be a double-edged sword. Like, if they cast just, you know, Richie McFadden, uh, Tom Tom Hardy, whatever, what are the questions going to be? Oh, why are they going for another white person? Why didn't they cast a black person? Racist, why did they do this? And then all of a sudden, like, go the other way around, Reggie gets um, cast, and it is a bit of a, like, a Black Lives Matter film. Then you're all of a sudden going to go, oh, this is hypocritical. Did you not watch uh, You Already Live Twice when they dressed up Sean Connery as an Asian? Like, it's just, you, you're never going to win. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's it, there's yeah, always going to be. You never will win. You, you never will. But, like, um, yeah, I think, um, I mean, the one example that comes to mind when it comes to what they, the, the biggest one that I always think of, you, you know, because when, when you had, um, uh, Naomi Harris's is Money Penny. I don't really think it was made a big deal that oh you got a black money okay black money penny oh, sorry I, you you never really had a big deal oh, that it was a black Felix barely a blink was mentioned when you had a gay Q. I think the only one that ever was sort of loosely questioned but they did it very well was obviously with Judy. I think that you obviously in Goldeneye 
you had like what um Zukowski's line of I hear the new M is a lady like you know that's kind of all you heard or the one line from M when she's like um you know your boyish charms are wasted on me was like implying that Bond wanted to fuck Judy Dench which they do we know we've established that so like I think they handled that very well like that was a bit controversial M being a woman a woman but they did that very well so if you kind of have that level of it if there's a black uh, an Asian an Indian Bond Middle Eastern Bond Latino Bond yeah Let's let's kind of summarize the conversation then by making a call. Uh, do you think the next James Bond will be well? Let's not even say black, but a person of color, black, Asian, Latino. Do you think the next Bond? And we made our predictions for No Time to Die. We're wrong on many of them, but <laughs> let's make it here because we'll probably find out this year the next Bond. So let's right here, right now, make our predictions. I'm actually just quickly before I answer that, Reggie Jean Page born in 1988. If he is Bond, he'll be the first Bond that's younger than me. I don't know how I feel about that. Um. <laughs> that's when I, w- I was looking at all these actors and they're all born in the 80s, all these ones touted as the next Bond. And, like, they're almost born bef- after Living Daylights came out. Yeah, look, so the I, next I, Bond... The next Bond after the next Bond is going to be born in the 90s. I just Probably younger is- than me. But this is where I'm scared. To me, I felt the first time I think I ever felt old in my life is when the first Formula One driver was younger than me. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm older than him. Now, what the fuck's going on now? I don't know now how I feel if I'm, old, if I'm older than the next James Bond. Like, oh, my God, that's that's Roger Moore. That's Sean Connery. I'm not older than them. Um, um, I, I think there is a very high percentage chance that we will have a Bond of colour. Um, I would almost go out on a limb and say more than 50% chance. Um, but I I also, I just can't give a definite answer on that because I feel, going back to my point about Michael Wilson and Barbara Broccoli, I, I, I feel that they are also a bit more protective of this character but won't publicly comment on the black side of the character, whereas they don't mind about the woman because I think that's easy to shut down and I think we can all easily shut down it won't be a female James oh, yeah, Bond. And right. I think I think all of us are easily able to say that if it's a female James Bond, I think then maybe we ride. Um, that's easy to shut down. Whereas I don't feel that they're comfortable enough to be like, no, we don't want a black Bond. Are you crazy? Um, so <laughs> when, when, like, if it doesn't happen now and then, you know, Michael and Barbara pass on the company to, you know, the next broccoli in the, in the line of vegetables, they're probably going to be a bit more like, no, straight away we're going to have a black bond. I don't know. To answer your question, I think there's a very high, very high percentage that, yes, it will be a bond of colour, but it's not guaranteed. Is that my best political answer I can give you? Because I can't firmly give you a yes or a no. I can't give you a Madonna. I can't give you this. In a firm answer. Uh, uh, I... I definitely agree with you, but I'm going to maybe say more towards the no because of the reason you said. I do think uh, Barbara and Michael are a bit more traditionalists. And as you said, obviously they're not going to come out and say that. But I do feel like they're a bit more that they just want a typical black-haired or blonde, uh, white, 30-year-old, 35-year-old, straight male bond um 
which again, there shouldn't be anything wrong with that either. Uh, we should make roles for black people and for women, but it doesn't mean we shouldn't have a role for a white man either. Uh, and I do feel like just the vibe I get from them that, yes, they're more progressive with the female characters nowadays and what Bond says and does, but I still feel like they're traditionalists. So I think what you say, maybe the Bond 27, 28 with the next generation of the Broccoli's, maybe it changes. But I feel like Barbara and Michael, they're, I mean, let's not forget, they're also quite old. They're in the 60s, yeah. 70s. They're quite like old fashioned. And I'm not saying they're not progressive, but I, I kind of feel like it, people are going to expect it will be a black actor, but then it's just going to be Henry Cavill or something. But I think you also look at how you had those changes over time in the fact that, you know, we have this whole hipster, Gen Xs, millennials, woke culture that, you know, in the next 10 to 20, 30 years time, they're going to be sort of the people in control. So like, that's just going to be normal society. It's no different to, yeah, you know, people our age now are kind of in that period where, like, we, you know, we might be considered not woke and that sort of stuff. But I mean, we grew up in progressive times in the in the nineties and that when things were changing as much as our young millennials these days don't think so. Like, I'm sorry, young millennials, I was fighting against climate change in the late nineties, and you weren't the only ones that are doing it. Thank you very much. We were doing it back then too, you little shits. And Waterworth, climate warrior. I mean, we we weren't like, oh, I'm going to go take the day of school to protest against the planet. Yeah, if I could protest against anything to get the day of school, I would, oh, yeah, what is this? Then, I believe that ducks should be let free into the wild. I'm for that day of school. Let's go for it. Like, fuck off, you little shits. Ben Waterworth <laughs> was actually the original Greta Thunberg. It's a little uh, unknown fact. I'm not that much of a little cunt. Uh, but... uh, uh, I <laughs> no, I'm leaving that in. Greta. Ben Waterworth, anti Greta Thunberg. Absolutely. Put that on record. I'm pro Greta Thunberg. <laughs> oh, God. She, 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 she sounds like it. She looks like a name, like a thumb. Um, but <laughs> I'm choking on my own humor. Um, that was funny. Uh, hashtag justice for Greta. <laughs> was it funny? Hang on, should we bring Colin in to find out? Colin, what did you think of that? <laughs> oh, he thinks uh, it's funny. Classic old man opinion laughing at Greta Thunberg. Typical <laughs> Colin. But, yeah, I think that, you know, as you said before, 30 years' time we're going to look back and this go, oh, why are we even talking about that? But, like, it's it's... You know, we, I, we, we've moved to a point now where we can have a black money penny, a black Felix, and no one gives a shit. But I just don't know if we're there for a black bond yet. Um, but we will be one day, maybe, and then it will just won't even be questioned, and that'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is maybe the next one isn't black, uh, and the one after that is, and at that point, it's just the black bond. Um, maybe we're not quite there Uh and as we said, I think we're both okay with a black actor, but I'm not okay with a black Bond, as in the character is black. Let's just have Bond. And if they're white, they're white. If they're black, they're black. If they're Asian, they're Asian. Um, I, I just And I think I, to me... I just want their spy kicking ass. Yeah. Taking names. That, but that's doing the thing. Gun. At the end of the day, I think if that's the route we're going to take, I think that that should just be movies and TV shows in general, that at the end of the day, you can cast anyone based on whatever they look like, who gives a shit as long as they play the character right. And, like, that's where I think you you come down to this. And we're sadly probably never going to be in this society because, again, there's always going to be questions over something. Oh, you've whitewashed that Asian character. You've whitewashed that black character. That was originally written as a Latino, but now you've made them Asian. Like, it's just you, you can never win. 
And like, yeah, I'm a bit on the traditional side of things that if they're written a certain way, that is who they should be. Yes, I am a bit that way. But again, different interpretations can be done in different ways. And it's art. At the end of the fucking day, it is art. And art is interpretive. You can interpret art in every way you like. What Ian Fleming wrote is not gospel. This is not 100% as much as some of us want it to be. It's the Bible is not well. It literally, is gospel, I guess. But like, it's 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 <laughs> things can change. Bible is not gospel. <laughs> well, I don't know. Gospel like gospel music like is that no? I don't know. I don't know anything about religion. Um, I'm talking about one fictional story here. I'm not talking about that fictional story. But <laughs> when are we going to get a black god? Oh, we did. Morgan Freeman. Never mind. Well, exactly. Why won't we kick it up and think about Morgan Freeman playing black god? Um, progressive. Uh, Jim Carrey movies back in the early 2000s. When are we doing Bruce Almighty? That's a good movie. Would you rather watch Bruce Almighty or Shrek? Shrek. Came out about the same time. Good time in the early 2000s. I'll do Bruce Almighty, but I won't do Evan Almighty. Look, okay, Evan Almighty, not as good as Bruce Almighty, but Evan Almighty, not as bad as people say it is. Like, it's not great, but it's Mm. also not terrible. As, As a Noah... No. <laughs> would you rather would you rather Steve Carell as Noah or Russell Crowe as Noah? Russell Crowe. He's buff. Aww. Well, nowadays he's not actually. He's a bit, a bit of a dad bod beer belly nowadays. <laughs> but he's also 30-odd foot of grunt. That guy can't sing for shit. Steve Carell's hilarious. That's Steve Carell too. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we had a pretty civilised... Uh, it was. It is a touchy subject. We're very woke now. Are we calling this episode uh, a civilised conversation without Colin? <laughs> or maybe, uh, or without interest. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it is a touch. Uh, I'm not having a go at anyone in particular, but a lot of nuance sort of has been lost in conversation nowadays, and we should be able to just have these conversations with a black person here or not, and... Uh, and as I said, maybe we will get the female Bond fan and the black Bond fan and the gay Bond fan on. And generally, I would like to hear those opinions because there okay, is a. Can I interrupt and say, do you know any women, black people, gay? But like, I, 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 I maybe can tick off the women, and I don't actually know if I know any non-white people. Well, I know, I know Jamie, and I know you, but I don't know any black black uh, Bond fans. I don't, yeah, I don't oh. actually know. I'm a very racist person, apparently. I only have white people I talk to. God, I've got to change. This is what's yeah, happening to me, to Noah. That's why I'm moving Woken to New York. Up. I need to get a bit multicultural in my friendship group. Woken up. Literally. Uh, I feel really bad now. now. Do I'm you sorry, want, world. Do you want to talk briefly about the future of the franchise or will we leave that for another episode? Nah, we and can you talk can about also it edit quickly. this episode. We can talk about uh, it. We're at two-hour mark, but why not? We're fucking awake. It's one in the morning for me. Who cares? Bring it on, Noah. Bring it on. Uh, so, obviously, James Bond is dead. What? Uh, <laughs> he died. Uh, where do we continue on from here? Uh, we don't. It's over. Um, they're officially cancelling the franchise. Um, yeah, it's... I think the issue that we have with it and why a lot of people are questioning, including us, because I guess we have to, we're, we're bought into it as well. We've drunk the Kool-Aid is that people have forgotten that Bond movies generally are just solo movies that are loosely connected with the same character. Like we live in this world where everything is connected, cinematic universes, you know, continuity, all this kind of stuff. And for the most part, I'm 
generally on board with that. Like, I, I like some continuity, but I also like, you know, things to loosely be like the Bond franchise as well. But, like, it's kind of one of these things that if you had a Bond fan today who had only ever seen the Daniel Craig movies and then you showed them Die Another Day and On Majesty's Secret Service and tried to tell them these are part of the same franchise, they're going to be like, no, they're not. Like, sure, they've got the same character's name, but, I mean, fuck, they're not the same thing. What the fuck are you talking about? Um, so I think that's where people are obviously questioning this a lot more because it's like, well, he's dead. You can't, what are you going to do? But like, they could have killed Bond off like in five films previously and like still kept going like, cause it's just kind of what they do. Um, I personally would like to see them just go back to what they used to do and just have them loosely connected, but just solo film, solo film, solo film. So again, I've said multiple times now, the Craig films are their own era. That was just purely five unique films. That is the Craig period of James Bond done. We're going to either, they'll probably just start a new timeline anyway, but like literally just be like, cool, we're now going to go back to what we used to do. So this Bond 26 is essentially straight after Die Another Day. You know, this is kind of just Bond picks up the mission, goes on and does his own thing. And that's it. Um, I really sincerely hope that they don't, if they're going to, this is a new timeline, it's a new Bond, can we not reboot it in the fact that we're going to have Bond becoming a double O again? Like, I know I said before, it'd be interesting as like a young Bond. That, that's the only thing I would accept. Like, teenage Bond or early 20s Bond, and the 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 end of the movie is him getting a phone call. Hi, this is Ray Fiennes from MI6. Would you like to join the Secret Service? Like, I, I would be very intrigued to see a pre-agent Bond you know, more so it's than... more of a TV show than a Bond film to me. Yeah, it is, but I think you could explore that a lot more, Roger Moore. And, like, if you're going to reboot it and start again, like, that would be a unique take on it and then say Bond 27 is Bond five years after that, you know, I don't know. I My, my biggest hope is to just go back to standard Bond, just go back to standard whatever and, like, yeah, have them loosely connected, but just don't go crazy like you did with Craig because... We've talked about the Craig era. We had the whole episode downloaded. That was our last episode. But I think at the end of the day, you tried it. It had its hits and misses with the continuity side of things. There were definitely things that worked. There were definitely things that didn't work. And you came full circle by literally having him start as a double O to killing him off. Boom, you've done that. Now, just fucking Bond gets a mission, goes and stops a nuclear bomb from blowing up the world again. Um, fucks about 30 women, drinks martinis, you know, he's funny. Has some this hair time, his... he's black. <laughs> has some hair on his chest, uh, knows how to drop a hair on the chest. one liner or two, gets syphilis, um, just, just goes all full hammer and tong, James Bond. Um, and bring them back so that we have, like, two-year minimum, not, like, five years, like, I was trying to, you know, I was trying to work out the other day, like, as an Olympic fan, listen to off the podium, like, we literally had, like, one bond in the last Olympiad. Like, that's bullshit. Like, I don't want a bond in an Olympiad. We should have, like, two or three in an Olympiad. Like, come on. Um, have a bond actor who gives a shit about the franchise. I want somebody who's, like, goo goo gaga and loving life as Bond. Um, and just, like, and I'm fine with them keeping some people like Ray Fiennes, Ben Whishaw, Nomi Harris. Keep them around, you know? Uh, what's his face? Tanner, like, yeah, keep him. But, like, just have, just bring a bit of fun. Like, at least we got that with No Time to Die, Inspector. We got a bit more fun back into Bond. Like, classic Bond. 
So that's what I want. What do I think will happen? I think that we will either get a reboot or we'll get, as I keep saying, pick up after we're dying another day left off. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that Die Another Day and Doctor No have in common, because let's not kid ourselves, those two are very different film. No. And we kind of lump them together as, like, the same thing. We lump those 20 and then the other five as something. But the one thing those ones have in common is they were just fun. Yeah. So Doctor No to Die Another Day were just fun escapism. Um, But I, I feel like your opinion has wavered or changed a little bit because I remember immediately after No Time to Die, you were pretty on the ball. So I was expecting something different here we are, to your responses. I feel like immediately you were on the, the sort of how do we go on from this dying thing and that we can't really move, but it feels like maybe your opinion has changed a bit. But that was a common thing, but that was everywhere and it was making me frustrated is that almost every second comment about No Time to Die is that the franchise can't continue from this. But maybe that's just like the immediate reaction and then people sort of realise, like, oh, no, it's just like you could just get it, move on with it. Yeah, uh, 100%. And, I mean, I've listened back to the, some of those episodes and I mean, I and I remember my feelings. Like, I mean, literally I walked out of the cinema, I'm like, they killed James Bond, what the fuck have they done? I'm not okay with this. Like, ah. But then you just you take time to digest it and think about it and obviously i've seen the movie a few more times since then so yeah no it it has changed and i think that it is that shock it is that hot because again like i think i said in one of those episodes to me james bond is that sacred character you don't kill whereas now it's james bond and shrek yeah (laughs) i'll rip shrek um but like if he could with the missile and bounce off him, <laughs> nobody could bombs in my swamp uh, <laughs> to all star by all Smash the Mouth. time in the world. Don't hey now, I'm an all star. Pew, pew, pew. Um, he's like an onion. Um, but yeah, I think it, it's changed in the fact where it's yeah, like it's it's such a diverse franchise. Like, I mean, for fuck's sake, like. He got married, like, and she died, and that was kind of forgotten yeah. about in the next movie. Okay. Well, I forgot. Yeah, well, yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> that's true, though. That's a good point. Yeah. Like, so that's where it's kind of excusable in the Bond franchise that you can kind of do it. You know what I mean? So, um, I mean, this is, again, we miss Colin, but, like, Colin would talk about lots of things. Like, he always would bring up, um, like, Batman Begins, because people didn't get that that was like a, a reboot. Because they're like, why are they mentioning the Joker? Jack Nicholson died at the end of Batman. This makes no sense. So, like, now, like, oh, James Bond died in the last one. That makes no sense. Like, kind of, this is just how Bonds are. But, yeah, anyway, sorry, I've rambled enough. You you go. Well, I, I see both sides. Uh, the Well, the one, well, I mean, you know me, I don't give a fuck. Just get on with it. Have Bond. Black, white, Asian, whatever. Get on with the mission. No continuity. Just have fun with it. I mean, this is one of the last characters where I feel like we can just have fun. Um, so I agree with you. My personal opinion. Keep uh, Rafe. He's got another six, seven films, in my opinion. He's just getting it now. He's not even scratched. I'm not a Wishaw fan, but keep him on. I'm I'm fine. Let him develop his He's character more. He's getting better each time. You, you he's getting it. better each time. Give him a few more. See what he does with it. Roger Moore. 
a few Roger Moores, uh, Naomi, I'm a fan of. Keep her on, why not? Uh, and I mean, Rory Kinnear, like, he could do it for another 20 years. Like, oh, who, who's letting him out? Rory's heart. Can we, can we do that yeah, next like, Bond movie? Bless your heart. <laughs> Bless your heart. We've, um, you know, remember when they made M more of a thing like, well, is that enough? Kidnap M. And then, like, next movie, no, kidnap no, Tanner. Tanner. <laughs> How are they going to kidnap Tanner? Yeah, come on. Tanner goes evil. Tanner goes rogue. Come on. What is the Tanner plot line going to happen? Rory Kinnear has range. Rory Kinnear for Bond. (laughs) Let him reach his full potential, (laughs) goddammit, Barbara. (laughs) Justice for Rory. And bring back back Davidov while you're at it. Oh, yes. Come on. Uh, Davidov for Bond. Ulrich Thompson. Bond 26. Ulrich Thompson. Bring back Ulrich. Michael Kitchen, uh, bring him back too. Bring them all back. Robinson. Yeah, Colin. <laughs> Colin Salmon. As in not Hilding. Um, Samantha Bond. Yeah. <laughs> Barry <laughs> Manilow, Bond, Money Petty. But oh, it, what, wasn't she doing like yoga or some weird nah. like hippie shit nowadays? Not doing anything uh, else. She was only in two movies, wasn't she? She played like Princess Diana in mean, another like, one. Would anyone complain if, like, Rory Kinnear was still on in 20 years? I feel like he's kind of the lowest Maxwell of the modern era. Like, do, you, keep, do you think keep, what would be more controversial, Black Bond or Black Tanner? Oh, he had a Black Tanner, basically, with Robin. <laughs> Touche. Um, but, yeah, my perfect world is keep all of them on and the new Bond comes in and gets his mission and goes on his mission. Um that probably won't happen. Um, but if there's a full reboot, that's a new thing in Bond because there's always been a carry-on. Lazenby had all the cast. Moore had all the cast carry-on. Dalton didn't have them all, but he had... Um, Desmond. He had uh, Q, Desmond, and Robert. he had uh, Robert, who... No time to die is Robert Brown, we should say. <laughs> um, yeah, bring him back from the dead. <laughs> So, yeah, he had a new money penny, but he still had those two continuing on. And then Brosnan had a mostly reboot, but he still had Desmond. So if they do a full reboot, that would be a new thing. That's the first time that would ever happen. Like completely from scratch. Yeah, like that would be like Dr. No style. Like, Yeah, Mm -hmm. like this would be the first time they've completely just wiped the board clean. Uh, I'm saying... if you're not going to bring them all back, then you at least do a Judy Dench with Ray Fiennes because oh. he's got so much more in him. Like he's got at least Roger. another four to seven films. Uh, so if you don't bring back uh, Q and Money Penny, at least have him because apparently, and I feel like we're not the podcast that cares too much about continuity, but apparently Judy Dench's M is two different characters. The two really. Like, yeah, apparently she has different names. Like, I don't care. But oh, no, you ruined it for why me. Why can't you do that with Ray Fiennes then? Like, he's Mallory. Why can't he be mer- Merrily? Like, it, it doesn't matter. Um, but as you said, times have sort of changed. It's all about continuity nowadays, and that's not just Bond. It's everything. I think it was maybe Colin that brought up on another episode. When did when did you last just see a sequel that was just a sequel, like a Temple of Doom? Yeah. 
I can't recall one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shrek 2. Um. <laughs> yeah, Shrek 2 was the last one. And when was that? Um, 2004. I mean, Venom. No, Venom 2 had the connection at the end, didn't it? No. Yeah, no, it's a good one. I can't can't think of one. It's harder coming up with a sequel or coming up with a gay black actor. <laughs> the gay black actor sequel. Um, yeah, well, like, Deadpool, but it, Deadpool it, 2 it was kind of a sequel without really being super connected. Like, yeah, yeah, that, know, one that just came to mind. Fit. Yeah, that one kind of fits, but at the same time, that sort of fits in a Marvel sort of universe, so that almost yeah. doesn't count, too. But I don't think uh, Deadpool because... is technically part of the MCU, so no, but didn't they have some characters pop up in that film from like other films or something like that? They made records that you had um Josh Brolin was like in both and they kind of like made Ryan Reynolds jokes about it. Um but um Yeah. So but I, yeah, So even that's a bit of. iffy. Like So we we live in different times and if you had told me ten years ago that all these movies would have sort of continuities and that, that would have got my juices slowing. I would have geeked out about that. But now that it's actually happened Yeah, no, I'm I'm, just, I'm over it too with Bond. Yeah. Like just give me a movie. And it's I just feel a little more precious about Bond than any other series because I feel like Bond is the one that can just get away with just being a movie. People have been tuning in for 60 years and they're going to tune in for another 60 years. You don't... People are not tuning into No Time to Die because it's a sequel to Spectre. Yeah. People are always going to tune into No Time to Die. And uh, it's a, you've hit the nail on the head, and that's the thing. Like, you don't have another franchise in existence that has the longevity. I mean, even if you bring up back another Dracula film or whatever, like, you've had long periods of gaps in between them. Like, you, you literally do not have... And, like, even we're seeing the early days of this 60-year celebration of Bond, like, you're never going to have that celebration on any other franchise, are you? Like, it's, just, it's Bond is its unique beast that will live... I mean, what on, franchise yeah. is 60 years old? Oh, the Shrek franchise is getting up there. <laughs> well, we will live to see that day, hopefully. Oh, the 60th anniversary of Shrek, you know? <laughs> I I hope if we ever stop podcasting, which we will, and if we ever stop becoming friends, which we will, I hope at least can we make a pact on the 60th anniversary of Shrek. We can come back together. Colin will be, be dead by then, but uh, we'll get his son on. 74, you'll be like 60 something. So, yeah, yeah. When, when was Shrek 2001? 2001. 21st yeah, so anniversary two, of Shrek this year. Shrek can legally drink this year. So, 2061, I'll oh, be God. 67. Wow. I'll be, yeah. How many bonds do you think we would have had by then? Based on how they released the films, probably only more two. Two. <laughs> yeah. Two more. Elba Jr. <laughs> Uh, so stay tuned for the Shrek 60th anniversary episode. Um, Mike Myers will be dead by then. Rip, rip Mike Myers. Rip Mike Myers, Rip Colin. Uh, but I, yeah, I do feel like the the movie sort of industry has changed. So I, as much as I want just a Bond coming in, Black Bond, whatever, coming in, getting his mission, I... I'm going to make a prediction and I want your prediction. 
And I'm not happy with this prediction, but I'm saying it's a full cast reboot. Like I'm saying Ray Fiennes is gone, Ooh. Ben Whishaw's gone. And I'm saying it may not be Casino Royale levels of like, let's see his first two ever kills, but I'm saying we're starting also from the beginning of him being like, I feel like it's going to be Bond's first mission again. Mm. And it's going to be a brand new cast. It's probably going to be a black M or a female M. It, there's probably going to be an Asian coup and it's going to be Bond's first mission. You know who I, I like hope to I'm wrong. M? I hope you know I'm wrong. Like, just randomly came to mind as M. She was touted as a possible Bond. Gillian Anderson as M. There you go. She would be good. She would be actually really good. She'd be, she'd be really good. Um, I, I don't think they're going to reboot it completely. I don't think, as in like first mission or whatever, like I just don't see them I hope doing you're it. right. I hope I'm right too. I just they did that, with the Spider Man, the the newer one that came but, out. Well, I was actually about to bring up Spider Man because I think that what a lot of people got lost in the Andrew Garfield ones, the fact that you're literally telling the origin story that we saw only was it ten years prior. Um, I know this is a little bit longer. We say like if it comes out in 2025, 2024. Um, you know that's nearly twenty years, but still, that's like you know. We never really got the Batman origin story twice. You know what I mean? Like even Michael Keaton Batman the first one, it wasn't an origin story. We we only got that with Christian Bale. There's a there's a man who I'm sad's Mister Boat for Batman. Christian Bale would have been a good Bond, but he's too old. No, you're not going to get him now. But I don't know. I think Christian he's Bale, American. Right? No, he's not. He's Welsh. Is he? Yeah. So. He's a character actor. Me not knowing, that's a compliment to him. I, I, di- I didn't know he was Welsh until I saw him win his Oscar. And he got up on the stage and was like, oh, I'm bloody happy to win the bloody award. And I'm like, fuck, where the fuck's he from? I am the only Welshman in the Oscars. Um, but <laughs> Oh, buddy. I, 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 yeah, I don't think they'll reboot it. Um, I think oh, very I high likelihood that they will completely recast everyone. I agree with that because I think the, the only issue you have now as opposed to bringing Judy back to like Judy, Judy was like the, the warm cake in the, the comfort food. Like, Oh, remember her and the, pre- like you, you didn't like die another day, but you liked Judy. Let's bring her. Judy was good. Judy <sighs> was the comforting yumminess in your tummy, you know? Whereas I think that the, the <laughs> Judy comforting you, that there's the episode title. Is it? <laughs> Judy's comforting your tummy. Judy's comforting. Her and peaceful fountains of desire. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but I think the difference is now that you've literally killed James Bond, people would struggle more to be like, "Well, why does Ray Fiennes as M talk to Idris Elba as Bond? That makes no sense because Bond is dead." Like that is where I feel you struggle more versus what you did between Die Another Day and Casino Royale. So that is where I would lean towards. Idris Elba walks in to talk to Gillian Anderson. While I don't know who would be a good cue, Steve Carell as Q comes in, and um, I've heard of Richard Ayoade. I think he would be good. Merely Bobby Brown's Money Penny. Ah, oh, <laughs> shoot me! <laughs> ah! <laughs> You've cursed it now. Ah! <laughs> no. <laughs> um, who's Tanner? Um, I don't know. Ricky Gervais oh. as Tanner. <laughs> That'd be good Tanner, actually. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's my prediction. But no to the complete reboot. 
Yeah, I mean, if there's one thing No Time to Die taught me is that people are idiots. Um, the, <laughs> no the, time to smile. The response to that film just blew my mind. That And Bond. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm intelligent or I'm smart or whatever, but I can't fathom how people just can't understand that there could just be another Bond movie. I The, the amount of people... But it, it really opened my eyes is we're big Bond fans. So we get it. And this is tying into another thing that uh, no one else cares or knows about is we, at one point in time, were big Survivor fans. And what? often there was talk about that? the casual fan. Yeah, what's that show? It's terrible. But the <laughs> casual fan. And you, you, when you're a big fan of something, you forget about that, that, Actually, the largest audience of the thing that you're a fan of is not you. The people that are the diehards listening to podcasts are not the large audience of these things that we so love dearly. So we, we need to remember that we are the niche, even though we're the most dedicated to this franchise. Uh, so there are a lot of people who can't fathom the idea that Bond can continue after dying or that Ray Fiennes could continue on as M. And that is something we do need to remember, even though it's so frustrating to me. And it's a great point you make. And I think that, you know, all jokes aside about Bond adapting to the times and keeping up with the trends. Hello, this song. Um, it, 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 in all seriousness, that's what the franchise has generally done. So like, you know, we talk about space in the, the 60s, you know, the space race, black exploitation, kung fu, oh, Star Wars. What is it, you what know. Is it going to be in the 2020s? So, like, well, what we're COVID. getting. But, but I feel what we've got in sort of the, the, the new millennium, sort of, you know, 2006 onwards, has been this let's reboot a franchise. That was a trend. And then it's it's let's keep it as a continuity trend so that's what we're in right now and we're still in that period so that to me is is what they have done with the trend in modern cinema right now so i think we will going back to the what are we going to look back in 30 years time that's what we're gonna, i mean you look at the Brosnan films they're very movies of their time that's how 90s action movies were license to kill literally a, a product of its time late 80s action movie like yeah. the trends have stuck that way for 60 years of bond and we are still in that period of continuity. But having said that, you know, we are starting to get a few more of these popcorn action-y flicks that are a little bit more escapism than we did a couple of years ago. I mean, mm. something like Free Guy, yeah. like randomly, I'm Ryan Reynolds train, you know, like, you know, even like when we, like a random one that just pops on my mind because I love the movie so much and I know we're literally about to get a sequel for it, but Sonic the Hedgehog was like such a, fucking great movie um but like that was it was out of nowhere like a, a a fucking video game movie that actually turned out to be good and it was just escapism fun it didn't go into this modern so we get we're starting to get a few of them creeping through the cracks so maybe they will take a risk or maybe in a couple of years when we get it it's going to be more skewed that way maybe we're out of this period now of the the reboot dark serious everything connected so god i hope so yeah me too <laughs> I, I i do think because if you think about these sort of dark reboot thing that goes back to 2005 2004 that begins was kind of the first one that really did it yeah, yeah. so it's a long time this is we're talking 15 20 years like 
How long were Westerns a big thing for? Like probably 15, years. <laughs> oh, they've never gone out of style. No, I love me some <laughs> Westerns. <laughs> I, I don't want to offend the Western fan. Um, <laughs> what about the Shrek? Roger Moore the was Shrek era. Western was- I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I do feel like we are moving out of that. And I feel like a response to we've gone very woke and we've gone very, this is probably the deepest wokest uh, 007 episode ever, but I do feel like a response to sort of the world situation right now is let's be face it since let's face it since 2016, 17, 18, 19, 20, Donald Trump and the rise of right wing people and then COVID and, wars at the time of recording where on the brink of world war three blah 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 i do feel like the the more dark society kind of gets the more we might edge towards lighter films because films have always been escapism and yes films reflect life as well but they also are used as a means of escaping life uh so we have gone through a pretty dark four years or so, uh, not to bring it down. And I feel like maybe films coming out of that period will reflect it in the opposite way of, you know, in 2005, we had the 9-11 sort of stuff and the dark thing, but that was the time to be a bit brooding and the war on terror and everything. Now I think maybe people are just so over all the bullshit in the world that we just want to see James Bond blow up stuff and get the girl and, uh defeat a man who wants to conquer space. It's like, nostalgia as well. We'll so see like, in five years' yeah. time, but I feel like that could play into it. I agree. And I think, like, nostalgia factor comes into it. You know, we're sort of – I think we've gone through that 80s and we're sort of in that 90s phase. I was talking to somebody tonight who said that the 2000s are starting to come into play. I'm like, holy fuck, Fred Durst <laughs> and the Frosted Tips are coming back, people. Get involved. Um, <laughs> we're going to be the first ones on that train. I've seen g- Colin. That's why he couldn't be here today getting his Frosted Tips. And if the early 2000s are coming back, no one guess what that means for you. Shrek's back, baby. Shrek's back. <laughs> the kids are loving Shrek. Oh, God, TikTok. that's a shoot. TikTok Shrek. loves Shrek. Bring back the Shrek lunch boxes, um, but look, we we're gonna. This is this is definitely one of those episodes that you, me, Colin, we're gonna be listening to this in five years' time. Like, ah, oh, we said, said this. Like, how many times did I go back and listen to all those No Time to Die ones? And it's like the references we we're making in the Spectre episodes are like, oh, I'm sure we're gonna have the next Bond movie in 2018. <laughs> um, so, but it's. I honestly am actually very shocked at how almost serious we've kept this conversation. Look at us. See, I still think it's a civilised conversation without Colin. That's the episode title. Yeah, I mean, we had Colin on that time about you and we're saying it was so civilised, but, I mean, this is the most uh, behaved you've ever been, so maybe it's Colin I know. that's really the... No porn! He, he always acts like the most mature dad, sort of. Maybe he's the one that's really... I've actually only got one page of editing for once. That's all right. Not bad. You know what? That's a big fact. Should we fire him? Yeah, probably. I've got kids. He's going to die soon anyway. Probably. Uh, Yeah, I mean, this has been a good discussion. There's only one little thing I want to bring up and then we'll wrap up the episode. I mean, 
Oh, I mean, it's longer than we expected, but when are we next going to release an episode? It's meant to be 90 like, minutes. That was called, oh, we can only do it if it's kept to 90 minutes. Meanwhile, it's about two and a half hours later. It's 1.43 in the morning for me. So, yep, yep, bring yeah. it up. I mean, yeah. Um, when's our next episode coming out? No Time to Die is done. That's that, We were riding on No Time to Die, and we're not going to get another Bond film do for another eight years. Yes, right? Are we doing a commentary, or are we doing a, I don't know. What are we going to do? We haven't discussed it. Anyway, sorry, what's one more yeah. thing you want to bring up? No uh, so one thing I see brought up a lot online, uh, and when we first started this show, I was visiting this sort of online, the 1990s forums quite a lot. Uh, but then I stopped following online sort of James Bond stuff. But after No Time to Die, I'm back on the sort of just reading online, Reddit and uh, Facebook or whatever, YouTube, sort of online stuff. And one thing that gets brought up a ton is the idea that the next Bond film would be a period piece set in the 50s or the 60s in the Cold War. Mm. And this is a very popular opinion. And I'm just going to say, so I feel like it's worth just briefly talking about it purely because of how popular this opinion is. I'm just going to come out and say I absolutely hate that and I think it's a (laughs) stupid, terrible idea. And the reason being is... We had those films. We've had Bond in the 60s. Yeah. Those were real-life films made in the 60s. In the 60s, yeah. If you made a Bond film set in the 60s now, it's going to be a period piece and it's going to be stylistic and it's not even going to be like those 60s films. Bond has always been about moving with the times, dying of the day, blah, blah, blah. So we've literally got a Bond film from the 60s and we've got a Bond film from the 2020s, and I love that. And we're going to continue on having Bond films developing with the ages to the fact that Bond is going to outlive all of us. The moment you go backwards, that's when you start to kill the franchise. Heading backwards is a terrible idea. And then on top of that, we talked about being woke or whatever. It's not even being about woke. These franchises nowadays are more progressive. They want to have different voices in it. You can't really convincingly have a black M in a 1960s period film. It's just, it's not even, that's not racist. That's just how it was. So you're either fantasy and having a black M and it doesn't matter, which you could do. And the other thing is James Bond is so much built on product placement, whether we like it or not, that are you going to have freaking James Bond with his Amiga watch and his Samsung Galaxy 24 in 1962? How are you going to pull that off? Well, he's got Uh, the Rolex .017 fob watch going off with his (laughs) Coca-Cola classic. Uh I, I feel like this whole episode has just been me complaining about other Bond fans, but I don't see how anyone can think it's a good idea to go backwards. It it screams it screams black flag and black era in all shape form for me. But I'd love to hear your opinion about Bond twenty six being a, a Cold War sixties period. I think you you it's a great point you make because you're right. We've literally got movies covering the 60s through to the 2020s now. And, I mean, the way I think you look at that is go back to Mildred in 1962 and show her No Time to Die, this futuristic movie. Like, wow, like that would be incredible to think about, right? Like it would, you know, 
going that way would be incredible. I mean, this is going to sound odd from somebody who literally is about to start reading Casino Royale in the next couple of days. He's doing it, Ben. He's got the book. Six years in the making. He's doing it. He's learned to read. What if they were to turn around and say, we've hired whatever, young actor. He signed on to do, how many books are there? Ten books. He, we are going to faithfully recreate every Ian Fleming novel set in the period. Like we're going to do Sinner Out set in the period it was set in. Then we're going to do Live and Let Die and like faithfully recreated everything in the style of the books with one actor going through it. Like how would you feel if they did that? I've, I have thought about that and my conclusion for that is I'm against a Bond extended universe. I don't need the Felix TV show. I don't need the Nomi movie. One thing I would be on board for if BBC or Netflix or whatever wanted to say, we're going to make a TV series Mm. that follows the Ian Fleming series and it's much more sort of serious compared to the Bond films and maybe we do two or three seasons and it follows the Fleming chronology and it's set in the 50s. I'm really on board with that and it's much slower paced and it's less about the action and more about the spy espionage stuff. I'm really on board for doing a 50s Fleming, uh, Fleming uh, pure sort of TV series. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't need the, we've got Live and Let Die, the movie. We've got Dr. No, the movie. We've got From Russia and Love, the movie. We don't need to retread that ground. And we've talked about that with the villains of, <laughs> well, we've we've talked about well, is Saf and Doctor No, and we, no, like, do we retread the villain ground? We don't need to retread. So I'm up for a TV series set in the fifties, even though I'm against a Bond TV series in general, like a Felix show or whatever. But if if we were the next five ten films, we're going to be remakes of the films we've already had. I'm not loving that. Yeah, I mean. I personally would not be for it because I think, I mean, it'd be an interesting idea, but, I mean, are you really going to get someone to commit for that amount of time and all this kind of stuff? And then you're right, like, and then what does that do to the whole content? Like, oh, he's Dr. No again. Like, well, we've had Dr. No, but why? what's the better version? Yeah, like 100%. Um, I was also thinking, like, Bond in the future, like Bond in 2020. Space, Mecha Bond. Mecha Bond, Robot Bond. Look, I... Yeah, I, I think I agree with everything you say. I, I mean, it's an interesting concept, but why? Why why do we need to do that? Like, yeah. I mean, it's what, the, the what only the two purpose? the only two Bond films we've had with sort of time jumps or flashbacks are Goldeneye, No Time to Die, and they do it in a way where it's like it, it kind of works. Like, I mean, Goldeneye worked. It was what, like 1987 or 86 or whenever it was, and then No Time to Die, as we argued, didn't really need the four or five-year time jump, but they did it anyway. So, yeah. I like I like seeing Bond in modern times. Like it's kind of that's the appeal of it. Like the whole Boy's argument feet. Yeah, like it's it's kind of the argument of Goldeneye, like, oh, Bond's not relevant in the night. Well they made it relevant and it just moved forward with the times. Like I want to see Bond in a coronavirus world. Like, I mean, you know, it's kind of that's what I want. I've seen Bond, as you said, in the sixties. What are you gonna do? Go back to Bond in World War Two? No, I don't wanna see that. Like, you know. And talk. Do you want man talk back? But your your point about how like you couldn't have like a black M because of the things like 
are you going to bring back all the sexism of Bond then if you go back to the 60s? Like, I mean, you know, or is it going to be like a feminist movement? Like, man talks that. James Bond, that was inappropriate. I'm going to HR. Like, I mean, <laughs> no, I don't want to see Bond put up on sexual harassment charges in front of a work tribunal. <laughs> don't ruin my characters. Don't sexually assault women, but don't ruin characters. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, I mean, even forget the man talk thing. It's just we've seen it. We've got it. Yeah. I can watch Bond in the 60s. I can do it right now. What, what would be the – but I only brought it up because it's shit. a huge it's – a, it's a hugely popular opinion, though. It gets brought up weekly on online from what I see. Um, yeah, I'm fully against it. Bond should stick with what they've got in the present day and in 2070, keep Bond in 2070. It's going to keep going. Well, it's like literally like um, what I said before. You go back to Mildred and show her, you know, no time to die. I mean, I'm sure if Mildred Junior, 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 right in front of us right now, and was like Ben and Noah, I've got Bond fifty two from twenty eighty three. Would you like to? Yeah, I'd want to watch it. Like fuck, what, what is this Elba Junior, 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 Junior doing in Bond forty whatever number I just said. <laughs> It's just Moonraker, but this time less unrealistic. It's Moonraker um, because that's literally what the world is like in like 2019. Like that is the espionage world. Like this is so futuristic. No, this is just what we live in. We all this live is in just it. <laughs> this is keeping up at the time. The Ukraine uh, fought back and destroyed Russia, so we all moved into space shuttles and live on Mars. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, Who knew that Kiev had all those hidden nuclear bombs? Putin was fucked. Um, yeah. This has been an enlightening conversation. Uh, maybe less less funny and less silly than we normally are, but I have to say I was a bit scared when Colin wasn't coming on because I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, Ben has to talk about race and black bonds. And, but it's been, and so a, does Noah. I think it's been a It's been a respectful, good conversation, I feel. I mean, I did call Greta Thunberg a cunt, but she has deserved that. For quite and some time, I disagreed so. with that. I'm pro <laughs> No, Colin would have agreed with me. He wouldn't have said the word, but I mean, he would have been like, "Yes, I agree." <laughs> yeah, but he's old. Yeah, he doesn't. He's not up with the kids. So you're the young woke one. He's the old one. I'm in the middle. I'm a little bit woke, yeah. but I'm also a little bit not. So like, you know, and in the middle. Yeah, my favorite. Now, do you want to make any sort of last minute uh, prediction of a? when the next Bond film will come out, because we do like to listen in like five years and laugh at it ourselves. And B, would you be daring enough to say who the next Bond will be to kind of close off the episode? Um, I will make the bold prediction that we will get a Bond film at the end of 2024. I'm hopeful. I think... If I like your yeah. I like your thought process of announcing the bond on the 60th anniversary. And so I think that if we get a bond announcement second half of this yeah. year, they will go into production, it will film next like even even if we didn't get an announcement to of a bond until 12 months away, middle of 2023, they they've got a lot that's 18 months to work on a script. So therefore they can get a director, they can get a cast even if they started shooting in January 2024, that's two years away. You're so ambitious. This is Eon you're talking about. I know. Like, realistically, we're not going to get into 2025, 2026. I get that. But, like, 
Also, I, I'm hopeful in the fact that because we had such a delay with no time to die, that they, they had to have been doing something. I can't imagine that they're just sitting around going, release the movie, release the movie. This movie should have been released in 2019. So therefore, I'm sure that Neil Purvis and What's-His-Face were writing something and, you know, Phoebe Waller-Bridge probably as well. Like, that, that, I'm sure there's at least a draft that exists in the realms of MGM's halls of Bond 26 possible treatment. So, yeah, I'm going to say... 2024, like November. That's the new Bond girl possible treatment. Yeah, <laughs> you can have that for free, Eon. Um, yeah, so end of 2024 for me. That's the prediction. Bond. I'm just gonna go out and Richie Richie Madden. Just I'm just going for one of mine. I I just I just gonna say that. That's that's my firm prediction. Again, I'm I'm firmly on the belief we have not mentioned the man who will play James Bond. I think I we haven't mentioned. We will listen to this in however many, when it's announced, and it will either be one of those guys that you read off the list and we're like, nah, I don't know who that is. Fucking move on. Or it will be someone we have not mentioned. I hope we're wrong. We've killed two of them, so maybe we can predict the next one to live. Uh, that's our goal moving forward. Like, let's let's bring life to people, not death. In all um, seriousness, there's, there's, there's a baby or two out there in this world right now, little kid who in 20, 30 years' time is a James Bond. Little little kitty. Yeah, right now. Yep. Right now, future Bonds. Yep. So uh, any parents listening, if you want to get a leg up, I suggest buying them a little baby tux and a little Shirley Temple uh, martini <laughs> and get, get a leg up. Um, and, and if you want to send the pictures of your children to me, I'll gladly uh, uh, judge on whether they should be James Bond or not. And if you don't have uh, <laughs> a baby yet, but you want to have a future James Bond, marry a black person. It's going to be a black person. <laughs> People out there right now could be having sex, getting pregnant with the next James Bond. Yeah, but... Black Bond. We want a Black Bond. So stay. Oh, if you're having I sex want. right now, listening to this with a white person, pull out. Abort. <laughs> Don't mention abort and sex. That's a bit controversial. No, no, not I... abort like that. Not like that. <laughs> I, I want to say this. You go for Black Bond. I'm going for Latino Bond. I want Latino, a Latino yeah. Bond. Yep. Um, Yeah, this is kind of having a civilised conversation without Colin. I'm annoyed at how much I'm agreeing with you, but... I kind of agree with both of what you said. I think I'm going for the November 2024 as well. Because, well, we're in 2022 now, early 2022. Early 20. You announced Bond in, when did Dr. No come out? Like October, 62. November? Uh, November, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, so you announced that at the 50, uh, the 60th. Then you've got a whole year of 2023 to film it and write it. October. And then you release it in November 2024. Mm. That's surely that's enough time to get a new Bond film on screen. Well, you think about, I mean, No Time to Die was an anomaly, but like, expect what? November 2015, No Time to Die was like 2018. It was finally announced. Like, but I mean, prior to that, like, I mean, Spectre was announced like 20. 
14. So there was, you know, obviously we haven't really had a Bond film announced so closely after the release. But again, having said that, No Time That I was meant to be released in 2019. So realistically, this movie was done and finished and had marketing prep ready to go for 2019, early 2020. So technically, we are at a two-year cycle where this movie should have been done and out. So technically, we're almost in that window where... In modern times, this is when a Bond film would be being announced and talked about. So, In alternate universe, the next Bond film would come out for the 60th anniversary. Well, exactly. It should have. The new Bond. That would, what if uh, they secretly film one and they didn't tell us? And all oh, of a sudden, they're like, they dropped a trailer tomorrow like, Bond 26. Here is Idris Elba and his debut appearance. Idris. Yeah. Uh so I'm I'm agreeing. I think November 2024, 20, but I'm willing to eat my words because it's Eon and it's the 2020s and who knows what will happen. Um, one little point I want to make is I hope we're moving away from Purvis and Wade. I appreciate that everything they've done for the franchise, but you've written every film since Die Another Day. Maybe before that, what's wrong with having a new writer? Like, I get that they've contributed a lot to the series, but let's bring in a new writer. Um, I say bring in Martin Campbell for the reboot. He's done all right uh, in the last two uh, reboots. You stole. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Is he he brought in Goldeneye? He brought in Casino Royale. Let's complete the Martin Campbell trilogy. I agree. No, him, I, I, I just he, read Nicholas Susick's book, The Films of Martin Campbell, so I learned a lot about Martin Campbell. So, yeah, I'm, I'm down. Bring me he's, – he's getting on a bit. I think he's, like, in his, like, 70s. Yeah, now, so Martin, this so. is his last chance to have to complete the trilogy. Him or Danny Boyle? Yeah, just as for Danny. I still want to know <laughs> what, like, Danny was fired because he wanted to kill James Bond. Well, was he? Like, maybe he tried to save James Bond. Like, I just – I want to know what happened with Danny. There's, there's my yeah. – my We're going to find out in cut. about 30 years. Release the Danny Boyle uh, cut. I want to. I want to find <laughs> out what happened. No, no disrespect to Fukunagawa, but like, I want to find out. Come on, Danny, talk. Honestly, I think it it wouldn't be a stretch to think that Carrie Fukunaga would come back for another film. I feel like yeah. they quite liked what I'd he okay brought to the series. I wouldn't be against it, but maybe the second film with the new Bond. Like, let's bring in some fresh blood for the fresh Bond or be Mark, Mark Forster. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned that though. Uh, and I, I kind of agree with you. If every name that we brought up today, I, I think it will be someone we didn't mention. But of all the names, I think Robbie McFadden, Richard, <laughs> he's probably the most likely of anyone we mentioned today. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited for the new Bond. Uh, this is unprecedented time as a Bond fan. We don't get this often, and as as long as 007 is around, this is probably the last time we'll get this, unless the next Bond is absolutely terrible. that They, like, fire him after one film, and he's, like, I, the next lazy. Can I just add one thing? I, I actually I have, a, I have a feeling that our next Bond won't be in it as long as Craig. I feel like... I'd like to just do three films. I'd like to keep this continuity thing that you like so much that we've had a Bond a Bond actor did one, did two, did four, Eight. five, six, seven. So we need him to do three. So I, I actually, I honestly think that this might just be the Bond of the 2020s. I don't, I don't perceive, perceive, foresee. Uh, I was thinking perceive and foresee. Good words, Ben. 
Um, I don't foresee our next Bond actor being in the role for overly long. So that would just be my prediction. I mean, are you drawing on anything from that or are you just pulling that out of your arm? <laughs> Bit of both. I just, I think like, <laughs> I don't, I just, I think, did we really need somebody to be in the role for 15 years? I, I, I don't see Bond as a character that should be in it for that long. So I think that, and also given that, as we're saying, this probably be an actor that it will define their career given that you've got a lot more media for them to do now, like, you know, when Brosnan was making a name for himself or more or all these sort of people, like they'd done the TV rounds. And as you said, TV was a lot different back then, but like nowadays it's, it's almost as prestigious to do a, a streaming show as it is to do a movie. So this is where I'm thinking like you, you get Richie McFadden in, he does a couple and then all of a sudden he gets a big Netflix deal to do some other thing. Like it's just as lucrative. So I don't feel you've got many actors who get tied into roles like they used to. So that's where I feel I don't, like literally I feel this could be just the bond of the 2020s. They do one in 2024, 2027, 2029, boom, welcome to the 2030s, Noah Groves, you know. You'll be a good yeah, age by then. Uh, yeah, I, I would be good. I mean, I wouldn't be good, but I wouldn't be bad. I'd be just middle, like Lazenby. You'd be better than Tom Hardy. Um, yeah, uh, I, I do feel like if it's a black bomb, the, there's a higher chance they will be less filmed because they won't want to be defined as the black bomb. So they'll want to move on with their career. So maybe they'll do two or three. If it's like Daniel Craig Jr., maybe they <laughs> could be in for 15 years. But I do feel like a black bomb won't, will worry that they'll forever be typecast as a Bond-like character that they yeah. would leave the role sooner than later. Um, but at the same time, uh, while, I, while I agree with you, the reason why Daniel Craig could have such a career was because they were having these five-year freaking gaps True. that he could go off and be Tintin and Golden Compass and Dragon Tattoos. And so if they continue with this idea of let's have five years in between films, then it doesn't matter what the other actor can do because they can do a new film every year in that gap. Good point. Uh, so it all depends on the schedule really of the Bond films. Um, but yeah, this has been a interesting uh, conversation. It didn't really go the way I thought it would go. It's been a quite enlightening. Uh, look at us, a genuine, Felix enlightening. Um, oh. Who should be the next Felix? Coming, that's our next episode. Who will be the next Felix? <laughs> and then we'll do the next uh, Tanner after that. Um, any any last final words? This is, uh, I'm not going to say the last episode in our post-bondless world. Uh, we'll probably do a few more, but any, any final words in this weird period where we no longer have a James Bond? There's not going to be many more of these. I definitely feel we will obviously do as soon as they announce who the next Bond is, we will do an episode. I feel we should. That That's a standard James Bond podcast reaction episode. I think that's a pretty solid one we should do. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> fuck, Tom Hardy. You're not fucking talking about him. Um, yeah, not really. It, as you said, it is an interesting period in life to be living in this sort of purgatory, this Bond purgatory, and it's legitimately a Bond purgatory. It's not, oh, is Daniel Craig coming back or not? Oh, like we don't know. It's We know he's not. And we, how would that be? Fucking Bond 20 says, Craig, back for the one Bond. more. The new Bond. Daniel Craig. 
<laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> Washed up on a beach somewhere. Um, <laughs> no, I... It's... Half of his head blow off. <laughs> oh, God, COVID's coming back. Um, it's... Jesus, get a breath, Ben. Um, I think that it's it's just it's exciting and speculation is always going to be there these oh this is firmed as favorite like as you're saying before i love these media articles oh tom hardy has all but been confirmed said jim down at the local salon in hollywood so that's going to be what every media outlet runs with um let's just say as us smart bond fans we know not to believe a damn thing until it comes from the mouth of mr wilson or mrs broccoli um or Mr. Madden when he comes out and says it. Um, I, I literally spent the last two years hearing Andrew Garfield denying he was in Spider-Man, all right? So I don't believe anything these actors say, right? Idris Elba clearly is the next Bond. Um, so would, We want Idris. Come on. I don't want to play James Bond. Yes, you fucking do. We want Idris. We've been waiting. <laughs> we want Idris. I, I kind of just want to see him do one. Just fucking just do it. Just Give him one. Yeah, I honestly, I still stand by the fact I had no idea who Idris Elba was until I started hearing his name as a potential next James Bond. So when I finally saw him in something, I'm like, "Hey, that's that guy that thinks should be the next James Bond." So I think he got more <laughs> famous by potentially being James Bond than he did from being actor Idris Elba. Um, <coughs> oh God, COVID's gonna kill me before this. I'm not gonna live to and see the next James Bond. This episode was better, <coughs> Noah. Next episode, Noah and Colin. <laughs> And Cable making his debut appearance, uh, 114 episodes in. It's, yeah, I've got nothing more to add, nothing to declare. I think we've summed it up very well. I'm surprised it's gone for three fucking hours, but, um, hey, we, we're here. I don't know what song we're going to close out, by the way. No, I think we're going to decide that as well. What do you you want to close out with? Ah, in terms of a song, did Idris Elba ever sing anything? No, but your man, um, your which, uh, what were the two that you listed before? Evans or whatever his name is, I believe he's a Luke Evans. Yeah, maybe yeah. some Luke Evans song. So I'm seeing here that um, what did he he's say? actually signed up to BMG. Did Fatty S ever get signed up to BMG? So um, mm, we were he, close. He released <laughs> he released an album called At Last that went to 11 in the UK, uh, and apparently I think he's he's done a cover of Love Is a Battlefield. Pat Benatar? Oh, that's what off? we need to close out on. Shall we close off with the Luke Evans cover of Love is a Battlefield? <laughs> Love is a Battlefield oh. by Pat Benatar? Oh. Please, can we close off that? Can I just say Pat Benatar for the next uh, Bond song? Well, He oh, was Bond, thing. now he's dead. The run, Bond is a we, Battlefield. We were so close to finishing this episode, but do you want to just make a one final quick no. tip on the next Bond song? Oh, we was going to do the next Bond villain and the next henchman and may as well. Uh, villain, Kevin Spacey. He's starting to act again and literally he playing himself. Real. Like, come on. Um, song, oh, who's going to be big in 2024? Like, I don't Give Adele know. another one. Uh, I don't, like, I don't know how I feel about bringing, I know we've had Shirley Bassey for three, but like, Shirley Bassey, Shirley fucking Bassey. Give her another one, but like, I don't know how well, I'd feel about them bringing back. Don't you know, give her another one. Just use that quantum one. Yeah. You know, actually, in all seriousness, who I would, I like somebody who I think would be perfect for a Bond song. I know their name's been mentioned before. Uh, Muse or Matt Bellamy. Just he's got the voice for it. Mm. And I think that they could do a great, like, stylized version of it. Whether you're a Muse fan or not, Matt Bellamy has an amazing voice. 
And I think Matt Bellamy would be perfect for a Bond theme. So he would be, if I, if you gave me like Ben, I would choose him over Madonna doing a second one. I really would. Um, but who do I think? I don't know. We just had Billy fucking Eilish. Let's be honest. She's about to win an Oscar in about a month for it. Yipty fucking do. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I can't say even bring predict. Back, I say bring back Lulu. <laughs> Sheena. Sheena's been trying around. What's she been up to? Living, bring back Aha. Come on. Uh, you mentioned Aha. Uh, you, you mentioned that uh, we're sort of in a Bond purgatory right now. Uh, we're also kind of in a bit of a 007 purgatory because I feel like this is the first time we don't really have a plan going forward. So I'm going to ask you what's coming up next, but uh, we've not really got to that pre-production well, meeting, so I don't know what's coming up next. With, with personal news, like obviously there'll be a bit of changing in locations for at least one of us, so it will also uh, change our recording schedules a little bit. But um, a few things on the on the horizon. Obviously, we've got our next set of um, six films to do for our Bond actors in other movies. I think Colin and I have all locked in who we're going to do. Are you going to join us in any of those? I think we're doing the Timothy Dalton one where it's like a horror movie with him and Jonathan Price. It's like vampires or something from the 80s. So... Ooh. Yeah, we, we're doing uh, Entrapment, Sean Connery, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Tight Leather. Um, I think we're doing the uh, Roger Moore film that you suggested um, with Tibbet in it. Um, oh, the Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, I think we're doing that. Um, for Lazenby, I think we're doing what, Universal. Does he have what? Yeah, no, he did like a movie called Universal Soldier, not the Jean-Claude Van Damme one, and it's on YouTube, so I think we're doing that one. Uh, Brosnan, we're doing like Brosnan plays a villain that he kidnaps like Gerard Butler or something in a hitchhiker movie. Like it sounds cool. Uh, and we're doing the, layer cake. Not the one with Jeff Fahey. No, no, I don't think so. But yeah, and layer cake. Finally, never seen it. So they're the ones that we're doing. So you're welcome to join us in that. Uh, we'll have a no time to die commentary at some point. We've got a bunch of rankings that we've got to do. I think our next one we want to do is finally do the title sequences. I think is that our next title one we're doing. This will be fun. <coughs> That's a choke. Um. Yeah, no, we haven't locked in one, but this is actually ends a pretty long run of episodes that we had planned. Like, we've done very well in our scheduling. Yeah, this is um, the finale, season finale. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll throw in a, a best of here or there because clearly, you know. And actually, the commentaries that we need to do to really complete our commentaries is we need to do our Casino Royale, uh, Casino Royale 67 and our Casino Royale 54 and our Never Say Never Again commentary. And when I finally oh, read the books... Oh, we're doing that episode that you wanted me yeah, to do. Ben you got read so emotional book. about. How many do I read until you do an episode with me? Do you want me to read all of them, or do you are you going to like do this after every two books, or what are you doing? One, just one. All right, because Ben Ben talks about reading Casino Royale just to prove it, and then we'll then we'll review how many after. But just one, just to prove it. I love you. Got so emotional, like Ben. I just want you to do this one episode for me next year. Yeah. And then after that, the Shrek recaps. Oh, God. That's an Oz Network episode, I feel, Noah, but sure, we'll we'll try it. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's plenty we can do. I'm excited to get Interviews. back on the ranking train. Um, But, yeah, I mean, announcing the new bomb, that's probably going to come this year. Um, we'll do a 60th anniversary episode this year as well for, for 60th the 60th anniversary, yeah. Plenty, plenty more to come. We're not dead yet, unfortunately. 20th anniversary um, of Die Another Day? Uh, yeah, we, we might do that. 25th anniversary of Tomorrow Never Dies? Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. It's a movie no one <laughs> talks about. Some somebody <laughs> did. You may not like the film. 
<laughs> got things to do. 10th anniversary um, of Skyfall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there's plenty. I mean, in terms of the rankings, we don't have a schedule, but there's like unlimited amount of rankings we could be doing. I mean, we ranking did the, the secondary, secondaries. Ranking the ranking. Uh, but, yeah, this has been fun. Uh, fun to talk about the next Bond. Uh, as we said, it's something we don't get to do often. And it, it would have been nice to have Colin, but he, he didn't make it. But we'll ask him his opinions on a future episode. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see what happens. Uh, this is kind of an exciting time to be a Bond fan. It is a very exciting time to be a Bond fan, even though there's not really anything to talk about. But somehow we've managed to do it for three hours. So it's double um, seven. We can we can pull nothing out of nothing. Indeed, but no, thank you, Noah. Keep me up to quarter past two in the morning, having a civilized conversation. Didn't have any breaks in this at all, did we? So um, that was <laughs> not a single break. Straight through. Nothing flowed. <laughs> it did go straight through. Yes. <laughs> straight through. Um, just, it's just, it's just a common stream. Faster than I, than I anticipated, honestly. It was, it was just, it was a splattering of, um, of information. Yeah. <laughs> but we wiped and it off like... and we kept on through. <laughs> and flushed it down. <laughs> um. And moved to Instagram. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh. Until next episode, or if you're listening in 10 years and you're like, why are they so hung up on the black thing? Like, uh, <laughs> but we, we always appreciate the, the listeners and listening and uh, look forward to our next episode, whatever it may be. Um, until then, my name is Noah and uh, Idris Elba. <laughs> my name is Ben, otherwise known as a gay black actor from America. We are young. When I'm losing control, will you turn me away? Or touch me deep inside? And when all this gets old, will it still feel the same? There's no way this way.